0: But if the guys got their minds right, it should be go out and, and and play a good football game and get after it.
1: He's sitting at one and four on the season. Last week, losing to uh, Briar Cliff, twenty seven to eighteen. You've had some chances to maybe dissect that one from a week ago. What happened?
0: Oh, we dissected it a lot. um We cut that frog up big time. And uh you know, it, at the end of the day, it was four turnovers, four costly turnovers. We make a good play on a special teams with a surprise onside. You know, Jason Baco kicked that thing good and. And Caden Markham did a great job of feeling that thing, and then we don't get no points out of it. We get the ball on the bike, the 35-yard line, and get no points. Um, We also threw a pick again after we got a turnover on the defensive side of the football. Just can't do that. Cannot make those types of mistakes. We weren't physical up front. We didn't give our running backs uh, good enough lanes. We didn't protect the quarterback. Uh, we ran some lazy routes, a receiver. Um, I could go on and on. It's not like the defense was perfect. I mean, we gave up a touchdown pass, uh, their first score, because we completely busted the coverage and didn't have our eyes out of the out of the backfield. And then uh, on one of their touchdown runs, one of our defensive linemen anchored the wrong way instead of hitting those gaps. So, but those things are going to happen uh, in all phases of it, and we got to be able to respond, and we didn't respond
1: very well. Before we went on, we kind of broke down uh, a couple of games really – in three of our four losses, it's come down to crucial turnovers. We've had two in a couple of games that have just been critical.
0: It really has. And, and, you know, it's not, and I'll say this all the time, and we did talk about it, it's never one play that loses the game. It's never that one play. It's multiple plays within that. But we're talking about multiple turnovers or multiple too many guys in a gap. Those types of things cannot happen. But uh, again, you're looking at our previous two, uh, three of our two of our last three losses. We had four turnovers in two of those three games, and the other one we had to pick six. And you're not going to win very many games when you're doing that.
1: We're sitting at minus four in the turnover margin category uh, going into the ball game today. Last time we had a winning season, I, I did some scrambling uh, this week. We were we were sitting at zero, but that that's how big turnovers are.
0: It really is, and when you look at it, uh, two of those have been pick sixes, and it's very extremely tough to overcome that. Um, when you when you throw that pick six, I mean, not only is you putting points on the board but you're demoralizing yourself, and we're not, we're not able to respond to that, and that's a coach's job, specifically my job, to get those guys to flush it and move on to
1: the next play. We're seeing a team today in Jamestown that is 0-4 on the season, but I think we're in a similar boat as we were last week. Aren't we just trying to get better and not worrying about who we're
0: playing? 100% correct on that statement right there. there there's no, you know, We can sit here and complain, hey, we've got to travel eight and a half hour up north and it's cold or this or that, or we're playing on grass or this or that. Man, we're playing football. You know, there's another team today that, that uh, wasn't able to play today, you know, and we should be thankful for that. But at the end of the day, we got to go out there and we got to execute. We talked to the guys this week, and my, my math is not very good, so you're going to laugh at this one right here. But it's, it's, it's the 111th, all right? There's 11 guys on the field, and everybody has to do their one job. And if we have 10 guys doing their job and that one guy doesn't, boom, something bad is going to happen. So we got to be able to do our one eleven job every single time.
1: Last week uh, with the Briar Cliff, it was twenty seven to eighteen, the final score. Again, they get the, the late pick to uh, add on to their their total last week. I just felt last week that we were in control of the game, and, and the guys were kind of sitting around looking for someone to make a play. And I just got the feeling that sooner or later we were going to make a a couple of plays and and we were in control of that baby and was going to get out of there. Yeah, I
0: I really felt that because there was one point in that game where I looked up, we got a turnover, and I looked up and and we're down 11 and our offense is able to move the football a little bit. And and I go over to the defense and I hear those guys chirping the right way. Hey, we in this. We got this. Let's go. Let's go get another turnover for our offense. But at the end of the day, we didn't put that thing in the end zone. Now, again, this is not – to pile on the offense because the defense gave up two big touchdowns that busted plays. You take away those fourteen points, we have more points than they do at the end of the day. But at the but we got to make those plays. But we were right there. We just never could mount that momentum and keep it going. And they made plays when they needed to make plays. We could not block their defensive line all day.
1: Acing Sanchez, eighty-two yards rushing in the ball game last week against Briar Cliff. Started the season good, uh, coach. Two hundred and forty-seven against Dakota Westland. Have it rushed over hundred and fifty since then. Uh, what's going on up there? Are we having problems on the offensive line that, that we didn't think that we we're going to have?
0: Well, there's a couple things, and um, you know we, we're playing some some very good football teams. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give credit to to Briar's defensive line that I said going into that game was one of the top in the conference. Midland's got a good defense. Obviously, Don always does some good things with their three-three stack. Concordia's a good defense. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to rush for 150 yards. In today's game, in college football, you have to be able to rush the football for 150 yards. You're not going to win no games, and that's kind of our goal. What's happening? It's kind of about a it's a three pronged thing here. We're missing our blocks. We're not staying on our double team and getting up to the linebackers quick enough up front. We're not being physical enough on the back end to maybe break that big touchdown run, and we're missing the holes on the on the running backs. You know, those are things that we're that, that we're struggling with, and I think also. We got to put these young men in position to be successful. We need to say we're going to run the football. You know, that's what Breyer did last week to us. Um, they, they lined up and they hit us. Now, we held them to whatever it was yardage wise or anything like that, but they ran the football and they got positive yards when they needed to, and that's what we have to do on Saturday.
1: Yeah, we, we rushed for 82 yards last week, and because we couldn't rush the football, Johnny Zamora's got to throw the thing 47 times. That, that's probably not what we want to do.
0: That is not what we're built for. Um, that's not what we want to do. I don't care if it's a sunny day and ninety degree and no wind and everything's steel and perfect. We do not wanna we do not want to throw the football. I'm a defensive guy. I want to run the football. You look at the history of Hastings College from from Coach Cotton, Coach Kratzer, Coach Ells, Coach Merck, the one thing they did is they ran the football to establish the power up front. And that's what we gotta be able to do because they're covering us one on one and they're just daring us to throw the football. If we can make some completions, maybe they'll loosen those guys up at different times.
1: And we thought at the beginning of the year the offensive line, you know, we got some guys back there. We thought the offensive line was gonna be one of the strengths of this football team. Yeah, and
0: I still think they can. I mean we still got four games left count today's game, but at the end of the day we gotta be more physical up front. I mean if you're looking at what we're doing, we got to be able to own the point of attack. And throughout practice this past Last week and then watching film the previous two we did not own that point of attack and we got to
1: be able to do that so going back to the Briarcliff game we actually out the chargers but we had the, the four turnovers and that basically was, was the ball game last week
0: turnovers the, the 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 turnover differential we always talk about that the red zone That's something that we always talk about in third-down conversions. You know, we held them from 5 to 16. We'll take that any day of the week defensively. I think, again, I'm not a math major by any stretch of imagination, but that's less than 33%, all right? So that's what we got to have. Then you look at us on the offensive side of the football. They held us to, I think, 3 of 15 or 3 of 16, somewhere in that range right there. You ain't going to win no football games if you can't convert on third-down. But let's go back a couple series or a couple plays. We are in third and long. We want to be in third and three third and five we are playing behind the chains way too much the previous two games
1: We said Jai Zamora got to start, went all the way at quarterback last week for Hastings, which was a change going into last week. 27 out of 47 through the area, a couple of picks through for 240 yards and a touchdown. What did you see out of him?
0: You know, I think he had pretty decent command of the offense. Um, I thought he he kept his composure very well. He didn't let those turnovers affect his play, which was good to see because you don't want a guy hanging his head because when you start hanging your head and feeling sorry for yourself, that's when you're going to get punched in the mouth. So how he responded to it was good. Um, I think what we got to be able to do is we got to be a little bit more consistent. You know, for example, we threw one of our picks on the opposite hash. We tried to throw an out route to the opposite hash. You know, Peyton Manning, those, those type of guys, they can do that. We can't do that. We're not built for that. So we got to understand that situation. The good thing about Johnny is when he came over, I talked to him actually. I go, why'd we throw that? Coach, I had this on this side. I knew I was going to get this on this side. I thought I could make that play. You know what? He gave me the answer that I needed. Now I know what he was thinking, but we got to fix that thinking and take what we can when it's there.
1: Well, we, we discovered a little freshman, I would say little freshman wide receiver, a pretty good size freshman wide receiver last week. That was uh, John Austin, caught nine passes. For uh, ninety eight yards in the ball game, you've been hiding him, Coach. Where, where's he been hiding?
0: Hey, hey we we he's in the great state of Missouri. We, <laughs> we we just brought him up for the game, but uh, no, he's had a good week of practice, Coach Alston, We had a staff meeting on Thursday, I believe. That's kind of when we go through who's going to dress and who's not going to dress. And he and he brought him up, and I looked and I recruited him. So obviously, I knew who he was. He brought him up. I go, has he had that good a week? He goes, Coach, trust me, he's been working hard. Hey, I'll take a guy that's going to work hard any day of the week. And if you watch some of his catches, you know we did on film. I mean, a couple of them were in some traffic. He did some yak, got some yards after catch. You know, that should stress the, the defense a little bit and hopefully open some one-on-one, uh, one-on-one. Company. You know, see some other guys that you probably haven't called a lot of their names yet.
1: All right, Baxton Terry was a guy who really anchored the defense last week with 13 tackles. He's uh, quietly having a uh, a pretty good year on that side of the ball.
0: I love that young man. I tell you what, he's crazy as all get out. I, I just like coaching him now. I don't get to coach him anymore. I'm with the safeties. I had, to, I had him last year linebacker. That's probably why he's playing so well right now is I have moved to safeties. We got a new linebackers coach. But I think, you know, again, you look at Pax, who's just a sophomore. You look at Titus, who's just a junior. These two guys are starting to come into their own. And they got what I believe up front from a defensive line standpoint. We go, we legitimately go six to eight deep up there. We're, coach V is always rotating those guys. So I think that's really helped. You know, we got to clean up the back end. We were solid on the back end to start the season. We've kind of slipped a little bit. And that's on me as the secondary coach now to get that fixed.
1: All right, it's things. and uh, Jamestown here this afternoon. will come back and talk more about the ball game as we continue on the Tony Harper pregame show
3: Your care, our inspiration.
1: Back with the coach. Hastings on the road here today in North Dakota. So they get ready to take on the uh, Jimmies from uh, Jamestown. Coach, no, no doubt we're in kind of a, a little funk here. We've uh, lost four games in a row since opening the season with a win over Dakota Wesleyan. Coming off of a loss last week to uh, Briar Club, what's what's the message to this football team this week?
0: You know, it, it's been really frustrating. You talk about that first game against Dakota Westland. We came out filing all cylinders. We looked like a complete football team. And even in the Concordia game, even though that didn't end up the way that, that we felt like it should have or could have, we played a four-quarter game. There was a couple of plays in there. Don't we were back and forth, and now we've kind of transgressed a little bit. That one eleventh 11th message that we talked about a little bit ago. But at the end of the day, you got to seize your opportunity. You know, somebody has to go out there and make the play. Somebody has to go out there and demand that this time we will not get beat. We have played a team every single week that is not more talented than us, that is not better coached. We're equal teams, um, I personally believe. We got to go out and we got to want to win. And we got to go out and we got to believe we're going to win. You know, we're kind of sitting back. If you look at us, and I don't know what it's like up in the crow where you guys are with the radio, you sit back and look like it's almost like the guys are afraid to mis- make a mistake. It's going to happen. Nobody's perfect. So we got to be able to rebound and respond to any type of adversity that we see on the field. And we're going to get a ton of it today, and we're going to see what we're made of.
1: And that's, I go back to what we said in the first segment. It just seemed like last week uh, everybody was looking around. Wanting somebody else to make the play and maybe not taking uh, ownership of what they're they're supposed to be doing out
0: there. Yeah, you know, and I think and I understand what you're saying. I I think the guys are taking ownership of it, but I think they're they're taking ownership for in anything like that. And that falls on the coaches. We got to preach confidence to these young men, and we got to push them when we need to push them, when we need to put our arm around them, when we need to put our arm around them. But but right now, I put that boot up a couple of them, and they've had a a couple guys have had some pretty good weeks of practice. Heine and Stephon Sherman has had some pretty good weeks of practice, but. You know, at the end of the day, somebody has to step up and want the ball in their hand. And we tell them, don't do something that you can't do, but do something that you're supposed to do. And, and that's kind of what we have to do today.
1: Does that go back to, to youth of this uh, football team? I hate to. They- Keep going back to the the youth aspect, but does that kind of go in line with uh, how young this football team is?
0: You know, I, maybe. um To be honest with you, though, and and uh, this might bite me in the butt, I don't know. But if you look at, it, we are a young football team. I think we have three seniors starting for us on offense, and maybe three seniors starting for us on defense. I think that's about it. um So we are a young football team, but this is game six of this season, and a lot of these sophomores that are starting for us now. They played last year as true freshmen. You do got to take it on a chin. You do have to learn how to fight through some adversity and things like that. But I will never be one of those guys that say, hey, man, we're young. Just wait until then. No. Then is now. Now we got to respond to it.
1: All right, we've got uh, Jamestown here this afternoon. You pop in the tape and uh, look at Jamestown. What do you see? You
0: know, cause something that I did not expect to see. You know, I expected those guys to come out running power football like they have the previous couple of years and doing some different things like that. Now watch, they'll come out and run power football against us today. But they're they're, they're about 65 about 70% pass. And, you know, they they got a very athletic quarterback that can do some good things. He doesn't have a lot of time to throw the football. He's got skilled receivers all over the daggum place. He had a receiver last week against Midland play catch, uh, I think it was 10 passes. So they got some diff- difficult guys on the edge. They're a little bit longer. Um, so that's what they got going on offensively. They play about five or six different running backs. Defensively, they're they're four two. They 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 look like into a three four, uh, but their corners are going to lock you up and man. Their safeties are going to be aggressive. And to be honest with you, same thing we saw last week. Their D line's is going to be uh, they're going to get after us up front.
1: Yeah, their quarterback is Cade Torgeson. He's thrown for like eight hundred and fifteen yards. He's he's got four touchdowns. And he's he really spreads the ball around. I got a lot of guys with uh, resumptions on this team.
0: They really do. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that we got to make sure we have great eye discipline. We talked about the first touchdown against Breyer last week. We did not have great eye discipline. We got to have great communication now with our quarters. You know, when they were running their. When they run their scissors or when they run their their double slants and different things like that, we got to be able to communicate and pass that off and make sure we have good leverage in the back
1: end. They they don't do too much on the ground. They're averaging about fifty six. They do, and our
0: secondary is going to get tested today. And I don't want to, I don't know what the weather's going to be like or anything like that. But I think you know you are they are who they are. So if they want to throw the football, they're going to throw the football. And if you look at every single game they've had. They start off with either a lead or tied. Their first drive offensively, they are really good. They march that ball right down the field. Now, they may turn it over on the five like they did against Midland or something like that, but they move the ball against Midland a heck of a lot better than what we did that week. So um, there are some things that they can do that will stress you. We just need to make sure we play four quarters.
1: Uh, the good thing is that they're, they're playing right into our hands because uh, statistically, Statistically, I like that. We're, we're pretty good on, on pass defense this year.
0: You know, you can't be saying that stuff <laughs> because now we're going to, next week we might have to say something else. But, uh, you know, it, it all starts up front. You know, to be honest with you, Carlo Terrell has been our starting corner along with Jarius Stewart. Um, audrey has been in there a little bit. We expected to have Pates today, but we're not going to have Christopher Pates. We're not going to have Kobe Brandenburg either. De'Ron's going to go back to the starting free safety position. Um, we're not going to have Pulowski today either. Uh, But Patty Ice had a great game last week. We got some guys waiting behind them. But it all starts up with the pressure that we have from our defensive line. You look at Midland, and and statistically, I think you told me we had six sacks against those guys. And ironically, on those six sacks, we only brought two extra linebackers one time. It was our defensive line getting off and making plays. So we're going to have to rely on that uh, a lot today to get pressure on that
1: queue. And uh, defensively, they've given up a ton of yards. They've given up a ton ton of points. What are they doing on that side of the ball?
0: Well, you know, they're they're bringing some double-A gap pressure. You know, um, we call it bow. Other people call it gut. I mean, it's right up in the quarterback's face, you know, and it's a tough pressure to pick up. I don't care what scheme you're running. When they bring that double-A, he's seeing these two big old suckers just bearing down on him. He feels like he's getting rid of the ball. They have a weak side, outside linebacker. Again, they 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 call it a three-four. He's always coming. He's got a very good first move off that edge. Um, so if we don't get rid of the ball on time, and that is one thing we struggle, we're sitting back here, we're looking here, we're looking here. One, our guys ain't getting open. Two, we're not getting rid of the ball quick enough. We're going to have some pressure. So we got to be able to throw the football on time, and we have to establish the run when they push us hard vertically. We got to be able to come underneath that
1: and that. That pressure has caused us some problems uh, in the past couple of ball games, especially.
0: Well, you could you could look back throughout the whole season, This causes some edge pressure. And it's not really up the gut, like I was saying, that A-B gap pressure. It's more that C-D gap pressure where they're just beating us in a one-on-one situation. So we're going to have to tweak some of our, cu- or our pass protections. We're going to have to chip and do those different types of things with our running backs to help out our tackles.
1: And as much as this offense has turned the ball over, they're sitting at zero in the turnover margins. That means... Their defense is grabbing some turnovers.
0: There, they are very aggressive. They fly around. You can tell they work on. That's a big deal for them to get those turnovers. Um, with how they, 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 what we do, converge down, first man ensures, second man strips can't be doing that you know again we got to have great ball security we've turned the ball over every which way you can think of whether it was on special teams whether it was throwing a pick whether it was just dropping the ball
1: on the turf we got to protect the football today okay we'll come back and get some final words from the coach as we continue on the tony harper pregame show right after this
3: my son ben was very healthy when he was born and then when he was 15 months old i realized he had autism I think all my encounters that I had before I met Ben were meant to be so I could be a better parent to Ben. It's definitely made me a better caregiver and a better advocate for all of my patients because I have a better understanding of the whole life and not just the little glimpse you get when they're in the doctor's office. I chose Mary Lanning because it had a great reputation, and that's very much like a family when you work here. What I love most about my job is getting to know the different individuals and families and being able to see that I make a positive impact in their lives. I'm Susie Gregg, psychiatric nurse practitioner at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration.
1: with the coach, Hastings and Jamestown here this afternoon on the road as Hastings gets ready to play their, uh, what, sixth ball game of the uh, 2020 season here this afternoon. All right, we, we've, we've looked at Jamestown. Yeah, they give up a lot of yards. Yeah, they don't score very much. How do we attack this team today?
0: We got to run the football. All right, we have to reestablish the line of scrimmage. We got to be in second medium and second short, number one. Number two, we can't turn over the football. All right, if we have more than one turnover today, we're not going to be successful. Just be putting it blunt like that because our defense, we're built not to really create a lot of turnovers. We only average probably about two, two and a half a game. So that's kind of not what we're built to do on that. The the next thing that we got to do is we got to win third down. If we are not at 48%, and I know that seems a little bit high, but if we are not at 48% conversion on third down, that means that that we're not moving the chains and that means we're not keeping the clock running. So those are things we got to do offensively. Defensively, we got to get pressure on the quarterback. We got to cause turnovers, all right. And our secondary has to communicate, and we got to make them throw underneath of us instead of pushing us vertical.
1: Like we said, the ball is going to be in the air a lot today, so our defensive secondary is going to have to be uh, locked up and in tune today.
0: Yeah, they got to have great communication. They got to get the checks in and out. We we expect uh, to maybe see a little bit of tempo, so the communication is going to be quick on that.
1: I don't have to ask you. This team is really desperately needing a win here today.
0: A lot of people are desperately needing a win today, both of us, both to us and Jamestown, to us as coaches. But I tell you what, we got to go out and play football. I mean, we can't worry about, hey, we got to win this. We, nah, you got to go out and do your job. You go out and do your job, you're going to be successful.
1: All right, good luck today. Thank you. That's Tony Harper, head coach for Hastings College. Stick around. We've got the play-by-play coming up next. Hastings in Jamestown today on 1230 KHAS. The Tony
4: Harper Pregame Show is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Countdown to kickoff continues with the Scouting Report. Coming up next on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, KHAS Radio.
7: Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye's Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to BullseyeSportsBar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West Second across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. BullseyeSportsBar.com or Facebook. That order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseyes family thanks you for your continued support.
2: The name Mary Landing Healthcare indicates that we are more than just a hospital, that we are in fact focused on the health of this community. And it's about providing it with a little bit more of a family touch and a little bit more care inside of that healthcare component. You know, I always say every hospital is as good as the medical staff that supports it, and we're fortunate to have a fantastic medical staff who is absolutely engaged in what we're doing. It's important that the Hastings community understand that Mary Lanning is, is a not-for-profit organization, which means the decisions that govern our organization are made locally. What I want the Hastings community to understand is that our success, Mary Lanning's success, is dependent on their support, which means that you're gonna get our best every time you step in the front door. My name is Eric Barber, and I'm the president and CEO of Mary Lanning Healthcare.
3: Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration.
8: Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year.
4: Hastings College Football is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. By Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for healthcare. By Five Points Bank, the better bank with three locations in Hastings. By Bullseye's Sports Bar and Grill. Enjoy great food, good service, and a warm, friendly atmosphere at 2017 West 2nd, the home of NFL and college football by Rutz Heating and Air, your York Midwest dealer in Hastings and Kearney, and by Hastings College and the Hastings College Foundation. Now, here's the voice of the Broncos. KHA
9: For one last time in this regular season. Good afternoon and welcome to Raleigh Greenough Field at Taylor Stadium. We've got University of Jamestown football for you on the airwaves today. The 0 4 Jimmies welcome in the 1 and 4 Hastings College Broncos. Good afternoon, folks. A sour Wine with you inside the press box at Taylor Stadium. After the game, they immediately, and I mean immediately, start to take down the, well, I guess they tear apart the field. They start construction as they go into a year-long project into renovating Taylor Stadium, winding the track, and a whole lot of other stuff as well. So it is it. After this, we have a couple of home games that will be played at the Community Bowl in Bismarck, and there was another home game switched with Northwestern. So we will play at Northwestern this year, and then Northwestern will come to UJ next year. But this is it at Raleigh-Greenough Field inside Taylor Stadium. The Jimmies look for their first W today as they welcome in the Hastings-Broncos couple of teams in the bottom half of the g-pack conference it's jamestown and hastings we'll hear from head coach brian mistro nice enough to stop by the basketball broadcast last night as his thoughts coming up as the jimmies get set to take on the broncos jimmy's football on jamestown 107.1 fm we'll be back right after this
10: paying your energy bill the old-fashioned way takes a lot
8: center of hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs
9: Jamestown Jimmy's football team. Brian Mistrell joins us here on the program. Coach, first off, so you know, I attended that uh, that luncheon today. I got to ask, how many speech classes did you take through high school and college? You killed it, my man. There,
11: there, there was a few. Um, I was a mass communications major. Here I can the tell. Of I can Stout. tell. And so, and one of the things that they teach you, you either start it off with a joke or you better bring some energy. <laughs> and so, I figured, you know, anytime that I'd get to talk about Jamestown, I'm I'm pretty jacked up. So, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming. I appreciate everybody that showed up.
9: I've got an idea here. What if we get you on, like, an app, like it's an alarm clock. We get it, like, sponsored by you, You bring the energy every morning we wake up. And then you just wake up to it. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about this Saturday. You guys have homecoming. It's the final game at, um, well, old raleigh Field, I guess, if you will. It'll still be played there next year, just a, a new look. Right. You know, are you worried about off-field distractions this week, homecoming as well? I mean, there's a lot that seems to be going on. For us, it still goes back to that's
11: our job as coaches is to make sure that those distractions don't distract you. And for us, I don't shy away from the idea that it's homecoming and that it's senior night and all those things because it is important. It is important when the alums come back and it's homecoming. It is important for our seniors to be able to celebrate their last game on their field. And so I don't shy away from the idea that that's important, but I don't want our guys to have the highs get too high because then the lows can get really low, and and it's such a roller coaster in that sense. We need to play an even-keeled game. Let's celebrate after, and and let's have that that elation and and that pride that you want to have on a senior day victory. Well, it's going to take some reps to get there, so let's win each of those.
9: Jamestown, as I just said, uh, homecoming this Saturday. Now, again, another I, – I, I don't want to – he thought he just had a side ache. He, he was asking for Tylenol, and all of a sudden he's being rushed to a hospital.
11: Right, and it's uh, – you know, I wasn't sure if, how to a- approach that and to let everybody know because, you know – To me, he doesn't want anybody to really worry about him. Right. And he's even sent me a couple of text messages. Coach, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. But I believe in the power of prayer, and I believe in in the positivity of thinking something like that. But, yeah, he took a knee to the side. He came over to the sideline. He asked me if we had some Tylenol because he had some cramps or something. said, hey, man, you'll be fine. And uh, all of a sudden, I get a phone call from him at 6 in the morning saying that he was flown to Fargo for a lacerated spleen. Man. Like, don't worry about me, though, Coach. I'll be fine. Like, bro, like, you could die from that, man. Right? Like, no, so we're we're pulling for Tanner, and you know he hasn't been discharged yet, but I know his family is is really support, loving the support. But he's our brother, man. He he's one of my, he's one of the guys that I lean on in that senior class, and, and I
9: love him to death. You know, and obviously it comes first, just from a personal standpoint of making sure he's okay. But you look at the field. I mean, you guys offensively had a 27 point performance last week, your your highest output of the of the year so far. And he had it was it three touchdowns, I believe. And there there are short yardage opportunities there. You know, it feels like you get something going, and then this happens. It just feels like the perfect 2020 thing going on right now, right? You know what? And that's something. <laughs> It is a 2020
11: yeah. deal, and, and to be honest with you, we got to keep going about every day as a blessing because you don't know when it's going to be your last day to participate. And, and for us, we have to make sure that we keep we keep staying positive. And, and when those adverse when those battles come up and adversity slaps us in the face, again, it's how you react to it. It's how your resiliency is. If you get knocked down, get back up. You know your attitude, and it's something that goes back a long ways. And my old head, my old football coach is here too somewhere at the arena. Oh, really? And so for us, he always told us, "Your attitude is something that you can control, and it's ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you react to it." And for us, we've been reacting really well, Has the scoreboard shown it. No, but is our team growing and getting better? Yes, and that's something that when you watch us on Saturday, it's going to be a blast
9: you know and, and through the air that was a big part of the, the the game last saturday 320 yards your your receiver steven justice he had 101 alone you know and you said you're improving it's getting better does does the team do they feel that same way do they feel like they're getting yeah, maybe it's getting the playbook more just executing better you know do they feel that same way right now
11: you know i think it hit a point in the second half against midland cuz we were down big in the first half And our halftime speech wasn't at some crazy rah rah deal. It was, guys, I believe in you. Your teammates believe in you. It's about time you start believing in yourself. Yeah. And I think some guys stepped up and just said, screw it. I'm going to go out there and believe in myself, know I can do it, be the best teammate that I can be, and let's roll. And you saw that in the second half. And when, you know, you got to play two halves of football. But we won the second half. And when you start looking at how things play out, like, okay, guys, we won the second half. Let's dial that down. Let's narrow that focus down. I don't care about winning a half. I don't care about winning the quarter. I want you to win the next play. Focus on that, and let's get that taken care of first, and then let's look
9: up at the scoreboard later. You know, quote-unquote, winning the second half. Can you take that, and can you lead that momentum coming into tomorrow against Hastings? Right, and now, because now, hey, guys... Y-
11: I told them that they're screwed. Now I've seen you do it now. Now I know that you have the ability to do this. You've proven against a good football team that you can do it. So go do it now. And there's no more shying away from it.
9: So you guys get Hastings tomorrow. Um, What can you tell me about Hastings? What kind of team are they going to bring up to uh, raleigh Greeno tomorrow to close out old raleigh Greeno field?
11: Uh, Coach Harper's got a really well-coached football team, and he's been doing it for a long time. And Coach Harper's a guy that I respect and and somebody that's helped me a lot in my first couple years here as a head coach. Um, And he's going to have his guys prepared. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And and he's a guy that, he's kind of one of those old-school coaches. Like, their guys are going to play hard, and they're going to make sure that they know that you Played them, and for us, it's it's going out and executing. But they're going to hit you in the mouth, and we got to be ready to take it and go ahead and hit them in the mouth.
9: Coach, good luck. Go on, get that first win tomorrow. What do you say? All right, but it's it's about time, brother. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Head coach Brian Mistral, the Jamestown Jimmys football team. They go at it tomorrow with Hastings homecoming, last game at Raleigh Greeno before it begins its renovation stage. Is going to be an emotional and hopefully a fun day for Jimmy's football. and
5: The
10: gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu. Then click on the giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students.
7: Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout, tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to BullseyeSportsBar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West Second across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. BullseyeSportsBar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8 Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating, and perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye family thanks you for your continued support
8: family medical center of hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs their team is trained to treat the whole person regardless of age they provide a wide range of medical care including acute care routine health screenings and treatment of chronic conditions family medical center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic they're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost effective manner Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street. Proud to support all area student athletes. 1230 KHAS. It's the Jimmies and the Broncos
9: from the campus of the University of Jamestown on this Saturday afternoon. Happy Halloween, by the way. Halloween edition of Jimmy's football. Captain's meeting at midfield right now, going for the coin toss. If you can hear it all outside, it is windy. My goodness. We we're supposed to see gusts as high as 40, 45 miles per hour, and it looks that way. Trees are blowing crazy. You see just random debris rolling across the field. It is going to be windy, and it's going to impact the passing game and special teams as well. And it's going to be interesting to see how it impacts uh, play calling. And again, I just, I don't see any long, passing plays developing today. The wind is just going to absolutely annihilate any ball that hangs up in the air. Hastings comes into today's game with a one and four overall record. The Broncos have lost four games in a row since their season-opening win last week. They dropped 27 to 18 against Briarcliff, and they struggled to run 34 carries, just 89 yards. And on a day where it's so windy like today, that could come back to haunt them. 25 points per game ranks them fifth in the G-Pack. They have allowed 32 points a game on defense, which is seventh in the conference. UJ, the lone winless team so far in the GPAC Conference. 0-4 coming into this week. A 55-27 loss at Midland last week. Good news, though, the 27 points on offense. That was the highest output we have seen thus far from Coach Mistro's squad. Hastings will be receiving the ball first. Wearing the white jerseys, white helmets, red trim, Got the uh, like the old Indianapolis Colt logo on the helmet. Red pants as well. Jamestown donning in the all oranges today. Orange helmets, orange jerseys, orange pants, white trim, black numbers, black lettering. We're about ready for Jimmy Football. Great to have you with us. 15 minutes put up on the first quarter clock. Again, Jamestown will be kicking right to left and right off the bat. We're going to have somebody holding the kick. We're not going to wait for the ball to get knocked off. It's T, because well, on a day like today, <laughs> I can guarantee you that would happen. Kicking things off for the Jimmys. Noah Vogel as the lefty winds up and kicks this one off, and it will tumble into the end zone for a touchback. Here come the Broncos. First offensive drive of the ball game. Again, 25 points per game, right in Dang near right in the middle of the conference. They rank fifth in the G-Pack. Led by quarterback Johnny Zamora, standing at 5'8, a sophomore. Hailing from San Antonio, Texas. Comes out of the shotgun formation. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. First and ten from the Broncos 25-yard line. First and 10 going to be a handoff and squirting through and getting a solid first down carry. Tyree Neesmith, the 6-foot senior, running through a couple of arm tackles and he gets out to the 39-yard line, gain of 14 and a good start for this Hastings, or excuse me, for this Broncos offense. Coming out in the shotgun formation once again, same set. Two receivers right, Neesmith in the backfield. This time passing is Zamora. Quick out left, to right side. Pass is broken up and it drops incomplete.
5: Pass intended for number five.
9: Ross Munson. Broken up. Great coverage by the senior safety coming in and jarring that ball loose as it falls incomplete. Second and ten. The rest of the Hastings offense looks like this Neesmith and Zamora, the quarterback and running back. Across the line, Pat Hudson, Tanner Cornwall, Dustin Burgett, Stefan Sherman, uh, Sherman, excuse me, and Olive, uh, Oliver Cushman. We'll get to the skill position players after this second and ten handoff up the middle. Neesmith Smith navigating his way past the forty, getting to the forty-one, and he will get forward progress out to the forty-three before being dropped by Aaron Mack and a handful of other jimmies. Wide receivers for Hastings: Riley Ossendorf, Brenton Bell. And Kiote Stenhouse. Now, Third and six. Ball spotted at the 43-yard line. 14.05 to go in the opening frame. Four receivers set this time. Smith to the left of Zamora. Wide receiver in motion from left to right. That's Bell. Now three receivers off to the right side. Snap to Zamora. He's going right side. Pass is caught at midfield. Munson comes up, makes the hit. Ball came out. And the ref, they're going to finally come in and say he's down at the 49-yard line. Near-side official didn't make a call. It was the far-side official running in that said he was down. Pass was caught by Brenton Bell. And Hastings moves the ball into UJ territory, first and ten. Just on the opposite side of midfield. Three receivers left, one to the right, first and ten. They will hand it off, going left, it's Neesmith. Drives upfield, gets inside the 45, and he's brought down at the 44 by a couple different orange jerseys. In on the tackle for UJ, Brooks Canfield. We'll get to the Jamestown defensive starters right after this play as it is second and five, 13-15 to go in the opening corner. First drive of the ball game. Neesmith, another handoff, this time right side. He's got bowled up after a gain of one, maybe two, and driven back. Defensive starters for the Jimmies up front. Paul Vandal, Vincent Corral, and Damon Heidorf. The linebacking core looks like Levi Scribner, Brooks Canfield, Aaron Mack, and John Sullivan. The safeties, Jordan Olson and Ross Munson. And on the outside, the cornerbacks, Jeremy Hato and Cedric Terry. Third and three. Ball at the UJ 42-yard line. As Hastings moves left to right across your radio dial. Snap. Give Neesmith up the middle. He's got a first down as he gets inside the 40, and he's driven down at the 36. Tyree Neesmith. Neesmith on the carry. And this Hastings rushing attack. They just didn't get any, any momentum last week, but so far today he has been running the ball pretty well as we have a first and ten at the UJ36 yard line smack dab in the middle of the field three receivers set snap give this time in the backfield that's Brett Simonson he was the leading rusher last week as he gets inside the 35 to the 33. taken down there pickup of three three. Down and the offense, they mustered up just 89 yards last week. Simonson was the leading rusher with 39. Jamestown defense allowing 49 points per game. Dead last in the G pack. And right now, Hastings moving the ball on their opening drive. Second down, given right side. That's not Simonson again. But a good job containing him inside the numbers. He's brought down. Munson in on the stop. Monson was there, as was I think those Manuel Nahara, who also came in and made the tackle. It was third and five. Hastings one for one so far on third down conversions as they have the ball spotted at the Jamestown 31 yard line. This drive has chewed up four minutes of the opening quarter. In a four receiver set, Simonson going to be the running back to the right of Zamora. Jamestown showing pressure off the edge. Zamora gets the snap. They'll bring five. Zamora steps up. He's going to run. He gets inside the 30, spinning his way to a first down and gets to the 20. Adam wrapped up around the yard to gain mark, but he spun out of a tackle, and Zamora keeps the drive going to the Jamestown 20-yard line. First and 10, Hastings. Broncos looking for their first win since the opening week. They got a good drive going, four and a half minutes into the ballgame, no score. Zamora gets the snap, he, and he hands it off this time. Up the middle goes Neesmith, bouncing off one tackle inside the 15 and brought down to the 13.
4: Ball carried by number seven. Tyree
9: Neesmith once again picking up a solid chunk of yardage. This time keeping it off the right side, the quarterback's Zamora, and he gets dragged down at the 11-yard line. So another third down, this time going to be a lot shorter than the last couple. They spotted at the 11, going to be about a third and one. Hastings two for two now on third down conversions, looking for their third in a row to begin this ballgame. 9.45 to go, scoreless in the opening quarter. Last game at Raleigh-Greenough Field. Third and one. Shotgun formation. Smith to the right of Zamora, who claps his hands and now gets the snap. He will hand it off. Up the middle goes Neesmith, and he's going to have enough to get that first down inside the 10 to the 9. But he was stonewalled there. Nahara in on the tackle again. metham after a gain of just two, but it's going to be enough to set up first and goal. By number seven, Neesmith just getting, uh, getting just enough. First
4: down, first and goal from
9: the nine-yard line. He's got five carries, 28 yards right now. it's first and goal from the nine. This time in the backfield, Neesmith once again lined up to the right of Zamora. Who gets the snap? Handoff up the middle. Neesmith bouncing off his blocker, getting inside the five, and he's turned away there. A gang of orange jerseys once again on the tackle Tyree Neesmith. Nahara, who is having a very busy first quarter, he was in on the tackle again. Manuel Nahara listed as a backup on the 2D, but he is getting a lot of playing time in this opening drive, the senior out of L.A. Second and goal, just inside the 5. Zamora in the gun, Niesmith to his right again Give to Neesmith, he's met at the line of scrimmage Manuel Nahara comes up again and makes the tackle Neesmith ended up inching forward, getting a positive gain out of it Good job by Nahara to at least fill the hole He was ready for him, but just the downward running style of Neesmith He ended up falling forward for a couple of extra yards Third and goal, ball spotted at the two-yard line Zamora in the gun, Smith to the right again. Two receivers left, one to the right. Zamora claps his hands, gets the snap. Hand off, Smith. He was met again in the hole. He falls forward, and he gets a yard, and that's it. Great job by Aaron Mack once again filling that gap, and he had to take a pop from Smith. He did just that, but the sophomore out of Jamestown, Aaron Mack brings him down. It's fourth and goal, and it looks like the offense is going to stay on the field. Over half of this first quarter has already expired, and Hastings right now on the doorstep. Four goal from the one. In the pistol formation, Zamora, the quarterback with Neesmith behind him. Low snap, it's bobbled. Zamora escapes one, but the rest of the gang is there, and he goes down, and Jamestown holds. Low snap by the center, Dustin Burgett, and by the time Zamora gathered it, he was facing a wall of orange, and he goes down for a loss of four, and the Jimmy's defense holds. Almost an eight-minute drive, but Hastings with nothing to show. Now we get to see the Jimmy's offense for the first time. That's got to feel good for that defensive unit. Last three games, they've given up at least 50 points in each one of those, and they hold on the opening drive. First and 10 for UJ with 7.07 to go in the first quarter, scoreless ballgame. and a handoff up the middle. It's Frankie and Graldi making a nice move out past the 10 and getting dragged down at the 13-yard line. UJ without one of their running backs and really one of their busier running backs, Tanner Mathern. If you heard Coach Mistro on the pregame show, Mathern suffered just a freak injury earlier this week. Got hit on the side. He just thought he was cramping. And before you know it, he's getting rushed to a hospital in Fargo. As they give him eight on the play out to the 13. That was Ingraldi on the carry. Second and two. Three receivers right, one to the left. Snap looking to throw. Torgerson going deep. Left sideline incomplete and a flag comes in. That's an easy call. They're going to get Carlo Terrell, the sophomore, on defensive pass interference. He had a couple handful of jerseys on Steve Justice. There's no separation whatsoever, and that's an easy flag that comes in. Oh, Get the official word from the referee. If we can actually hear his mic through all the wind. First down for UJ. Get some help from the cornerback, Terrell. Justice, by the way, looking his way. He had an incredible game last week. Ten catches over 100 yards. One of two different jimmies with 100 yards receiving. First and ten, Torgerson, handoff up the middle, and Grawley brought down in the backfield, loss of one. Nothing going that time. couple different white jerseys in on the tackle. The rest of the offensive starters for UJ on the line, Carter Hengselman. Matt Stewart, Weston Stringer, Christian Martinez, and Ethan Birnbaum from left to right across the line. Quarterback Cade Torgerson, Josiah Cage listed as the starting running back. And then Javon Bowie, uh, Bowie, excuse me, Marcus Giles, and Steve Justice, the starting receivers. Second and ten, Torgerson, play action, looking to throw. Clean pocket going deep, right side. Pass was a little underthrown, but it's caught by Bowie. Down to the Hastings 45-yard line. The junior receiver out of Sacramento.
4: ...by Kate Torgerson over to number seven, Javon Bowie.
7: First down,
9: Javon Bowie down to the 45. It's first and 10, UJ. Oh, the win I thought would affect the deep passing game, but Torgerson, that was a little underthrown, but pretty good all things considered. Hand off to Frankie and Grawley up the middle. He goes for a short yardage gain of just a couple. And Grawley gets down to the
4: 43.
9: Second and eight. Titus Clay in on the tackle. One of the leading tacklers in the g pack He comes into today's game with 43 tackles on the year. Fourth in the conference. Second and eight. Quick throw. Left side pass is caught. That's a first down. Taking a shot, getting pushed forward. That's Steve Justice. The aforementioned Steve Justice takes the shot and gets it down to the 33 yard line. So a couple of first downs through the air. Another thanks to a penalty, and Jamestown has got quite the drive going right now. Started inside their five, but they've got it to the Hastings 33. Scoreless ball game, 442 to go. Snap, quick throw, left side pass is dropped incomplete. Pass
5: intended for number
9: four. Marcus Giles. Was the intended target. Passed a little behind him. Had to reach back. And it goes through his hands. Incomplete. Torgerson, couple of quick throws. Looking Giles and Justice's way. And why wouldn't you? A couple of guys that had over 100 yards last week. Justice all alone left side. and said they're going to hand off Ingraldi Trying to stretch it out. But he's going to be brought down back at the 37-yard line. Justin, I should say, and Grawley sweeping to his right. Trying to get the edge, but Titus Clay there again. And he's been a force the last couple of games as well. Two straight games with a sack. He had two forced fumbles last week. And it is now third and 13. Back to the 37-yard line, 4-10 to go. In our opening frame, snap to Torgerson facing a four man pressure. Steps up, zips one over the middle. There was some contact, and a flag comes in. Back judge was the one who chucked that flag in. That's going to be another pass interference, and I think they get Terrell once again. Looks like Carlos Terrell. Yep, sure enough, Carlo Terrell, his second pass interference call of the drive, and this one converts a third down. So move it up to the 25-yard line, just north of four minutes to play on a windy Saturday afternoon. A motion out of the backfield, sap to Torgerson, nearly dropped. He has to run and pretty much just throw it away timing of that play was doomed as Torgerson didn't handle the snap cleanly and had to spin out of the pocket and just zips one out of bounds and it'll set up a second and ten Defensive starters for Hastings and reads like this Up front, Keontae Kinney Harrison Uday, Chance Boland and Steele Willis, the defensive line Linebacking core, the aforementioned Titus Clay Pax and Terry We'll get to the secondary after this. Quick shovel pass forward to Marcus Giles. He bounces outside along the numbers. He's gonna scoot down for a first down and pushed out of bounds along the far sideline. Ball
4: carried by number four to Marcus Giles.
9: Run out of bounds. I think technically that's gonna be a pass. It was a shovel forward. Marcus Giles motioning across the play, and he will get a first down inside the 15. Now the secondary, the defensive. Starters for Hastings, Tyler Paloski, Cody Brandenburg, Max Rupert, Carlo Terrell, and Jarius Stewart. Back to pass is Torgerson, and he's going down. Back at the 21-yard line.
5: Sack made by number nine of
9: Steele Willis. And it's Steele Willis, the six-foot-two senior. He comes up with the sack. Willis, a senior out of Houston. He pushes Jamestown back to the 20 yard line. 3.08 to go. First quarter, we've had two long drives to begin this ballgame. Hastings turned away inside the five yard line, and Jamestown. Has got the ball to the Hastings 20-yard line right now. Second down, Torgerson, play action, pass over the middle, incomplete. Extending that right hand down, it was Javon Bowie trying to make an incredible one-handed snag, but he could not. Pretty good coverage on the play that time from Terrell, and it's third and long. So it's going to be third and 16 from the 20. Torgerson has started his day. Three of six for 49 yards. Probably passing here on a third and 15. Trips receivers to the left, one out to the right, and Rawley in motion out of the backfield. Torgerson looking to throw. Look out, he steps into pressure, stays on his feet, at least gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and takes a shot out of bounds. Good run, though, even to get any yardage on that. Quarterback scramble by Torgerson. Paxton Terry, the sophomore linebacker, was the one who popped in out of bounds. And again, with the wind as crazy as it is, we'll see what they do. It looks like they are going to bring on the kick unit.
12: Isaac Miles will now...
9: They will. Isaac Miles is going to come on and try and give U.J. some points, our first points of the day. So we are scoreless with 2.21 to go in the first. Older sitting at about the 21-yard line. Snap is good. They're going to fake it. Miles now looking to throw, and he's picked off. So Miles intercepted on the play. John Reese Dixon was the one who came up with the interception, and both teams now on their opening drives stall out on fourth down. Jamestown using some trickery. Holder ended up flipping it over his head to his kicker, Miles, and yeah, Williams flipped it to Miles. Miles rolled out to his right looking to throw, but he was picked off. Hastings' second drive now starts at their own nine-yard line with 2.07 to go in the first quarter. Zamora in the pistol. Flag flies at the snap. It's going to be an offsides. as a handoff going left to Neesmith. Gets minimal yardage, but, again, that'll be an offsides and giving Hastings a free five yards.
4: Down by a host of Jimmys. There is a penalty flag on the field.
9: <laughs> See who jumped over there on the on the right side of the Jimmys defensive line.
13: Defense, number 34, five-yard penalty. We play first down.
9: So it'll be first and five. Move the ball up to the 14-yard line now in the shotgun formation. Zamora gets the snap. He's looking to throw. Pump face to his left. Going to come back to the right side, trying to run for it. Gets past one, gets past two, gets outside the 20, and he's to the 25-yard line picking up enough for a first down. And then some.
4: Full carry by number three, John Zamora, brought down by number 53.
9: So Zamora, he's got a couple of carries so far today. Actually, that was already his fourth carry.
4: Playable result in first down.
9: And that'll be a first down out to the 25. 126 to go. Opening frame, no score. Jamestown and Hastings. Jimmy's jumped offsides again. Zamora going to throw it. Pass is caught at the 40-yard line. So that offsides won't matter. It's going to be a gain uh, to the 41-yard line of 16.
4: Pass complete to number
9: 86, Sam Marsh. Sam Marsh in on the reception. Just the second, uh, scratch that third pass attempt of this opening quarter. For Johnny Zamora, refs conveying again, should be an offsides against the Jimmies, and that'll be declined. Although the refs are meeting for more time than I thought they would need to say
13: Offside. Multiple calls on the play. Offside. Defense number 53. An player downfield. Offense number 79. Officials offside. Replay first down.
9: Well, and that's why they were meeting for <laughs> longer than expected. They got the offsides called against Sullivan, but an illegal man downfield called against Hastings. So the Gain through the air, that comes back. And we'll have a first and 10 once again at the 25 yard line with 1.05 to go. Zamora hands it off, up the middle goes Neesmith. Now bouncing it outside, using a stiff arm and getting to the 32 yard line and dragged down there. Gain of seven on the rush there for Neesmith. Tackle on the play, Brooks Canfield. Good tackle, by the way. He took a stiff arm right to the face mask and hung on for dear life and brings him down after a gain of seven. 38 seconds to go in a very quick first quarter. No score, Jamestown and Hastings. Three receivers set. Zamora claps his hands, gets the snap, looking to throw. Out to the right side, passes caught by Marsh, and he takes a shot as each push forward to the 40-yard line. That'll be enough to move the chains.
4: Caught by number 86, Sam
9: Marsh. in a seven on the play, Marsh. Five, his first catch was a race from the stat book on a couple of penalties, but... Gets the reception here and gets a first down as we have 15 seconds to play. Hastings right now taking their time, getting up to the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to be okay with letting the first quarter expire. And they will. Boy, how about that? We did not take one commercial break in that first quarter because we just, we just kept playing. A couple of fourth down stops and no scores, no punts, nothing. We played 15 minutes here from Raleigh-Greenough Field last time at this field this year. It's Jamestown nothing. Hastings Nothing. You're listening to Jimmy's Football on Jamestown 107.1 FM and online at newsdakota.com.
10: Professional care gifts center. from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu. Then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students.
9: Teams switch sides. Hastings will be moving right to left across your radio dial. Welcome back to raleigh Greenough field as we begin quarter number two. Hastings with the ball, first and ten. Snap to their quarterback, Zamora. Rolls to his right, dumps it off to the running back, Smith, who makes the catch and gets to the 44 before being brought down at the knees there. Gain of four on the play. So that first quarter, both offenses had significantly... Solid drives, but both stalled out deep in their opponent's side of the 50. And we are scoreless through 15, and now 15 and a half minutes. Second and six, ball spotted on the right hash. Zamora gets the snap. He'll give it to Neesmith. Up the middle, he goes, breaking one, staying on his feet, heading towards the numbers, and he's brought down to the 48-yard line. Another good run. My Neesmith, he has been hard to bring down so far in this first half. And he gets four on the play. They'll have third and two coming up. At the 48, need to get to midfield. Zamora in the gun once again. Two receivers to each side. This time Brett Simonson is the halfback. They will give it to him. Off the left side, he's got a first down as he accelerates into Jamestown territory. Brought down at the 48 yard line, and the Broncos move uh, the ball into UJ territory. Looks Canfield in on the stop again. The sophomore having a very active first half. Canfield's earning at least, what, two, three tackles? By my count, maybe more. First and ten at the Jamestown 48. Scoreless ball game with 13.20 to go in the opening half. Snap to Zamora. Quick pass right side. Another catch. That's Marsh. And he is going to be wrestled down immediately at the 41-yard line. Tackled on the play by Cedric Terry. Six-foot-one senior. Out of Minneapolis. Brings him down. Speaking of active first halves, Marsh is getting quite the run outside. Two catches into the stat book and he had that third erased on a penalty. Second and a pair. Ball at the Jamestown 40-yard line. 12.45 to go. Hastings again moving the ball. High snap is put on the deck. And now just having to throw this one away. Zamora chucks one of the Jamestown sideline. Incomplete.
4: Side up
9: Near side official coming in to tell the White Hat that I think he was outside the pocket. Nobody was in the area, but we are good. So I think they, I'm assuming, just discussing intentional grounding there. So another third down coming up for the Hastings Broncos. They are 5 of 6 on third down so far today. Ball again at the 40-yard line. Need to get to the 38. Two receivers left, one to the right. Zamora claps his hands and gets the snap, gives up the middle knee smith. He navigates his way for a first down and spins and tumbles to the 31-yard line. Going to be a gain of nine. And another first down on third down. Tony so Smith. He's up over 50 yards already, at 56 to be exact. First and 10 for the Broncos. Snap. Looking to throw Zamora, spinning out of the way, coming to his left, still looking. Now to the sideline, passes caught at the 20 yard line, brought down as Marsh. Another catch for Marsh.
4: In first down.
9: And again, Marsh, very busy day for him. Sam Marsh, a junior out of Casper, Wyoming. And has recorded three catches at this point. Has picked up a couple of first downs. First and ten, Namara gets the snap, handoff up the middle. Neesmith. Smith, and he gets a minimal gain. Nice play off the end of the line by Paul Vandal. Sophomore, uh, sophomore crashed that play. The sophomore out of Jamestown brings him down after a gain of nada. Second and nine. Eleven fifteen to go, no score. Hastings again moving the ball. Have it spotted at the twenty yard line. Marsh is lined up all alone, left side. Two receivers to the right. Zamora in the gun. Claps the hands, gets the snap. He's looking to throw, looking right. Pass is a little high, but brought down. Catch is made and trying to get extra yardage. That was Kiotte Stenhouse, and he's brought down after a gain of three. Trying to dance his way past the defense.
13: And
9: now an injured Jimmy right now lying on the near side of the field. Trying to see who it is right now lying on his back. Can't see the number. It's number 99. Just getting word up here, 93. Damon Heidorf is the one on the field. So with the injury, we're going to take a quick 30 seconds, and we'll be back for this third and seven. You're listening to Jimmy's Football on Jamestown, 107.1 FM.
6: Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research.
9: Heidorf with some assistance, walks off the field, setting up this third and seven at the Jamestown 16-yard line. Zamora in a pistol formation, two receivers right, one to the left. He'll give to Smith up the middle, bouncing his way close to a first down, and he stumbles his way to a first down at the nine-yard line. Give him an extra yard, they'll move it to the eight, and it's first and goal. Number seven, Tyree
4: Mason, brought down by number 34, Eric Hughes.
9: Eric Hughes in on the tackle for the Jimmies. So two straight drives that Hastings. They have just chewed up a whole lot of clock. Last one stalled at the one-yard line. Now they've got a first and goal from the eight. 10.05 to play, scoreless ball game. Zamora and Neesmith, the two in the backfield, two receivers left. Marsh all alone on the right side. The snap, looking to throw. They're going Marsh's way. Back right corner of the end zone, incomplete. Pass was a little too in front of Marsh, and it drops incomplete. Good throw, but Cedric Terry with pretty good coverage as well. Marsh may have had a step on him. He just could not catch up to the ball in time. And it's second and goal from the eight. Morningside has already accumulated 148 yards, but they have yet to find the end zone. Snap. Zamora gives up the middle. It's Neesmith as he bulldozes his way inside the five. A couple jimmies in on the stop.
4: Carried by number seven, Tyree Naismith,
9: including by number David 40. Diaz, I believe. Yep. Third goal. Diaz, a freshman out of Winter Garden, Florida. Makes it third and goal from the four. 9.28 to go first half. Yeah, this is a big day for the Jimmies, looking for their first W. It's homecoming. It's senior day. Last game at Raleigh Greeno before the field is literally torn up after the game. I mean, the second this thing is done, you got fans going down with shovels, and they're able to dig up the field. Third and goal inside the five. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. One on the play clock, and tomorrow's season, he'll call a timeout. And just saw the timeout. With 9.02 to go, we'll take a timeout as well. 30
8: seconds, we'll be back. When it comes to farming. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home.
9: 12.30 KHAS. Halftime here on the broadcast, we'll have an interview with UJ Athletic Director Sean Johnson talking about Taylor Stadium's renovations and, and funding updates and all that good stuff. So we'll have Sean on in the halftime show. Get you an update on a timetable for when we're looking to have all this completed as well. Back to play now. It's third and four for the Hastings College Broncos. Inside the five. Third and four. Third and goal from the four. In the pistol formation, Zamora, the QB, gets the snap. He'll give. Neesmith up the middle. Brought down after a short gain. That is a great play made off the end of the line by Brooks Canfield again. They move the ball to the three. It's going to be a gain of one. We'll have fourth and goal, and it looks like Hastings is going to try and put three on the board. And they are a little surprising again that they're that Hastings is going with uh, with a kick here. Jason Bockley on a kick, and that one sails through the uprights. It's good. So, with 8.27 to go in the first half, the Hastings College Broncos have put three up on the scoreboard. Three to nothing, as Hastings has the lead over the University of Jamestown. We will, I right, do well, we'll keep it right here since we had just a couple of short timeouts moments ago. So two, we've had two drives from Hastings, one from Jamestown, and those three drives, they have already chewed up, let's see, about 20, almost 24 minutes of gameplay. We are seeing some long, long drives, folks. And just three points to show, that's it. That's the wild part. Defensive, have, you know, the old adages, they've bent, but they have... Yet to be broken. Late guy getting on to the field for the Jimmies as... Back deep to receive for UJ is Giles and Carlos Julian. Julian on the field for the first time today. Freshman out of Vegas. Now we have a couple late guys getting on for Hastings as well. I think there's some confusion on both sides. Joshua Urbanovsky, he's going to be holding the kick right now. Again, this is such a windy day. You have to hold it. You're not going to try and kick it without one. Jason Backel on to kick this one up as he approaches and sends one whistling through the air. Boy, that thing takes a high bounce, and it dies at the four-yard line. Here comes Julian with it, 10-15, knifes his way through and gets to the 20 and wrestled down on the 21. Boy, it's a good thing that we're tearing this field up after the game because it seems like that football just may (laughs) have taken a chunk out. It was a liner that just bounced about a mile into the air after it contacted the field. So 8.21 to go, first half, Jamestown's second drive coming up. Torgerson, the quarterback, to the right of him, it's Ingraldi. Three receivers left, one to the right. Torgerson looking to throw, looking right. Now he's going to step up and run with it. 20 25 outside the numbers 30. 35 40. He's down the sideline, but a flag comes in. Torgerson's going to go all the way to the 20 and brought down to the 15, but this play is more likely than not coming back, and it is. You got two penalty markers lined back at the 40 yard line. That would have been Jamestown's biggest rush of the season, but that thing is being erased. Oh, that hurts. Two penalties line there. Coach Mistro, right in front of it. You can tell he's frustrated. He will get the official call. I think they're, see how they're looking to see where the penalties are. It's going to be at the 39th and moving back to the 29th. You hear some fans down there saying awful. They did not agree with the call. I think they said 36. JD McCombs who got. Mm -mm -mm. So they ended up, yeah, they ended up getting eight yards out of the play anyways. Penalty occurred at the 39 yard line, so move it back to the 29. So it's first and two. You don't see that a whole lot. Quick pass over the middle is incomplete. Torgerson was looking for Giles on a slant. Throws a little behind Giles, and he failed to hang on, so now you got second and two. And penalty on the outside, that hurts. You had a huge chunk all the way down to about the 15 yard line. And instead, second and a deuce now. Two receivers left, one to the right. Torgerson gets the snap, handoff up the middle, and getting out to the 30 yard line. And you know, maybe one, and Grawley gets there. Oh, excuse me, that's McCombs. Jaden McCombs on the carry. Freshman out of Kit Carson, Colorado. Gets a yard, third and one
4: third and one for the James. Would everyone please particip- would everyone participate in the halftime ceremony?
9: Giles coming out to the right side. He's the lone receiver. Pack everyone into the box on this third and one. They'll give to McCombs. He's looking for yardage outside. Left side, not going to get it. Brought down back at the 28-yard line. going to be a loss of a pair. And this drive that had such promise called back on a penalty is going to stall out and end up going as a three and out. Man, they had a first and two. First and two and ended up losing a yard on the drive. Or I guess a yard after the first and two, that is. Miles on to punt this one away. Look out, there's pressure. Gets it away. Pretty good punt. Going to bounce at the 40-yard line and take it on a hop. Outside the numbers, far side gets into Jamestown territory. A flag comes flying in. Well, that flag probably traveled about 20 yards through the air. Ball carried by number
4: 23, Joshua Urbanovsky.
9: Joshua Urbanovsky was the returner there. Uh, this one, uh, this one is going to be coming back. So Riley Ossendorf gets called for an illegal blindside block. And that will negate the punt return. 15 yards, that'll move Hastings back to the 23-yard line on their own side of the 50. 5.51 to go, it's Hastings 3, Jamestown nothing. Zamora in the offense, back for another crack at it. They have gone two drives into the red zone, one resulting in three. The other, they got stopped on fourth down. Zamora the snap, handoff up the middle. It's Simonson going up the middle, ripping through a couple of tacklers, getting out to the 28. He's dropped there. Gain of
4: five.
9: Okay, Mitchell Schwartz in on the tackle. Junior out of Peyton, Colorado. And it's second and six to go, 5:24 uh, Left to go in the opening half. Two receivers left, one to the right. Zamora in the gun. Another gives Simonson. Stunners in the backfield, and he's tripped up. May have just lost his footing underneath himself, and he goes down after a gain of one, and we've got a third and five coming up.
4: Down by
9: and they actually just got it back to the line of scrimmage, and that was it. Third down. It's time to get oh, they will give him a yard after that. Right. Yeah. Third and five. 4.50 to go in the opening half. 3-0 Hastings the lead. They'll line up a trio of receivers to the left side. Marshall alone on the right side. Zamora gets the snap. Four-man pressure. Looking to throw. Clean pocket. Throws over the middle. Passes caught at the 40. And it's a first down. Sliding to his knees. It was Quentin Sinek. Soft wide of Hastings. Hometown kid makes the catch up to the 40.
5: Nate Holmes
9: Holmes makes the tackle right away. Nate Holmes, excuse me. And they get out to their own 40. Uh, On another third down conversion, Hastings has... Been really good on third downs today. Snap looking to throw against Zamora Steps up in another clean pocket. Whistles one over the middle. It's caught in stride and falling inside the 30. It's Quixote Steinhaus. By one. I should say inside. Yeah, they get it about the 28-yard line. So these last two pass plays... Zamora has had all day to throw. Jamestown defensive line giving him no fits whatsoever. First and ten for the Broncos. Three receivers right, one to the left. UJ showing some pressure. They bring five. This time they get to Zamora who slips and he goes down back at the 40. And that's a Jimmy sack. For Paul Vandal in on the sack. Vandal. Yeah, as I said, they haven't been getting pressure. A on cue. Vandal bursts up the middle. Zamora tried to wheel out of the backfield, just lost his footing and went down. And it's a loss of 11. And it's going to be second and a mile. Back to the 40-yard line. Coming up on three minutes to play. 3-0, Hastings the lead handoff gives Simonson looking for room not a lot there gets a yard to the 39 yard line and he swarmed there Manuel nahara again in on the tackle you' so seeing a heavy dosage of Simonson on this drive for the Hastings Broncos it's gonna be third and now it's going to be third and 21 235 to go in the second quarter. Broncos have already picked up 10 first downs and over and it's going to be third and 21 looking to throw Zamora wide open guy Marsh breaks a tackle makes the catch and he's inside the five and brought down by the ankles Third and 21. Zamora with another clean pocket and another catch for Sam Marsh.
4: and
9: And it's first and goal at the two. Soft coverage on that third and a mile, and it comes back to bite the jimmies. Now into the backfield is Tyree Neesmith. One receiver to each side. Zamora, high snap again, stabs it one-handed, hands it off to Neesmith, and he's going down. It has been a rough day for the center. Dustin Burgett, the sophomore, has had, uh, to my memory, at least three wide snaps. One of them cost him a fourth down, and the other two have just resulted in negative yardage. One thirty to go in the first half, so Hastings, they will be content with Using as much clock as possible here. They got fifteen on the play clock right now. Receivers running to each side. And it is second and goal back at the five. Neesmith lines up behind the QB. Zamora in the pistol. Give to Neesmith. No, they actually fake it. Zamora wheels out right side. He throws right in, it's incomplete.
4: For Luke Fairbanks. Fairbanks.
9: He was open on the flat right side, but an inaccurate throw on the run from Johnny Zamora makes it third and goal, just north of a minute to play. Now I wonder, I mean, now is it four down territory. I've already seen one field goal made. But in a 3-0 game, I don't know. I think you, you think about going for it here, obviously, what happens on this third down. Four on the play clock, three on the play clock. Zamora with one. Does not get it off. Can we get a timeout, or did we get a delay of game? Now the well, there's your answer. Boy, that is a costly penalty. Hastings still has two timeouts in their pocket, and they didn't use it. Play clock hit zero, so now you got... You had a third and goal from the five. Now you got a third and goal from the ten. That changes everything on this third and goal.
4: It is third and goal.
9: That costly penalty, man. That just can't happen there. Two receivers to each side. Third and goal from the ten. Tailback is Nee Smith. Sam Marsh lined up to the left side, split out. Snap. Looking to throw. Over the middle. Into the end zone. Incomplete. Off the fingertips of the intended receiver, 15, Quentin Sinek. Sophomore back. just could not hang and on to the it.
11: For the Broncos, 14, Jason
14: Buckle.
9: And Jason Buckle is going to come on. He'll take another field goal. At this point, yeah, I think you have to on a fourth and goal from the 10. Might as well. That is a costly drive. Again, that could result in only three. Spot is down. Kick is up. And the kick sails through, and it's 6 0. Hastings on top. The Jamestown defense giving up a lot of yardage today, but only six points. As we will take a quick 30 second break, be back for the final 58 seconds of this opening half. What makes the Honda wonderful-
4: 1230
9: K-H-A-S 6-0 Hastings College has taken a one possession lead still Again, the Jimmy's defense They have have allowed Hastings to move the ball three times inside their own ten But given up just six points That is the definition of bend but don't break Kicking things off. Jason Buckle. Just under 58 seconds to go. Depending on what happens here, as this one is going to sail into the afternoon sky through the end zone for a touchback. So Jamestown will start at their own 25.
4: Buckle sails through the end zone for a touchback. Jimmys
9: will begin from the 25-yard line. Well, here we go, UJ, once again... At their 25-yard line. he got plenty of time. Three timeouts to go. and 58 seconds. Jimmy's coming off their best offensive week of the year last week. A 27-point performance against Midland. And come out move the ball well on one drive. And the others not so much. And they have been held scoreless so far. First and ten. Two receivers to each side. Torgerson to the gun. Gets the snap. He's looking to throw. Coming quick out to the right side. Pass is caught. And getting out of bounds pretty much immediately. Sydney Luna Long.
4: Pass caught by number six. Sidney Luna Long.
9: Again, you got three timeouts. You just got a first down gain. Good start to the drive. Terrell pushes him out of bounds. First down. Ball spotted at the 38 right hash. Once again, two receivers to each side. Josiah Cage is the tailback next to Torgerson, first and ten. Torgerson gets the snap, facing a four-man pressure, coming Luna Long's way again, and the pass is caught, and he gets out of bounds right away at the 44-yard line. Uh, Maybe back to the 43. Yep, 43. Gain of seven, down to 49 seconds to go. Again, another balanced set. Two receivers to each side. Torgerson gets a snap, this time looking left. Now he's going to run with it. Pulls down and dives forward. Takes a shot as he, fall, as he falls to the 48-yard line. Referee signaling a stoppage in time with 41.8 seconds to go. I think UJ got a timeout there, and they did. They're going to give him enough to move the chains. It will be a first down off we'll the carry from Torgerson. Of the point. Boy, and he kind of he fell forward awkwardly, just trying to get down and also get that first down, and ended up taking a pop to the helmet. Looks all right. He was able to walk off with the rest of his team. Timeout, UJ. We'll keep it right here. They've got two timeouts and 41.8 seconds left in the second quarter. Again, at halftime, we got that interview with UJ athletic director Sean Johnson. Talking about the Taylor Stadium renovations that takes place immediately after this game. Last two home games for the Jimmies will be played in Bismarck at the Community Bowl. First and 10 for the Jimmies at their own 48 yard line. Down six in our opening half. Torgerson the snap, four man pressure. Look out. Pressure coming his way. Going to Luna Long's way, and it's incomplete. A little two in front of Luna Luna Long. Once again, the coverage from Terrell. So Torgerson looking Sidney's way quite a bit on this drive. And now Luna Long will head to the bench. Second and ten. 36.3 seconds remain. Cage the tailback. Off the left hip of Torgerson. Four man pressure. Cade looking to throw, scrambling left, throwing on the run. It's low, it's incomplete. Right at the right at the chains.
4: Pass and, take for
5: number Micah and it's now
9: third and ten following a pair of incompletions. Micah Madion, the intended receiver, freshman out of Anoka, Minnesota. Half a minute remains. Torgerson looking to the sideline, gets his play. Another balanced set, two receivers left, two to the right. Now motion from right to left. Now three receivers on the left side. Torgerson gets the snap, looking to throw, steps up, trying to run with it, breaks one tackle, stumbling his way to the 46 he's brought down there. And Coach Mistro going to call a timeout right away. Second timeout used of this opening half. It stops the clock with 23.1 seconds to go.
4: Ball carried by number five.
9: It was Torgerson, that was his fourth carry of the afternoon. Well, and I have a question here. It's going to be fourth and four. If you don't get it here, you give Hastings at least a shot to put up more points on the scoreboard. It's already six nothing Hastings. You, depending on what would happen here, if you go for it and if you fail it, Hastings would have about, I guess, 17 seconds to go and have the ball near midfield. Potentially trying to get into field goal range. They still have two timeouts to work with as well. I would think that UJ would be going for it, and they will be. I think that is the right call. It's just you got to worry about not converting and giving the ball back to Hastings. So fourth and four at the Hastings 46-yard line. Empty backfield this time. Three to the right, two to the left. Luna Long is split out wide right in the snap, quick out left side Pass is caught at the 40 and they've got a first down Getting out of bounds At the 37 yard line, good call there Ryan O'Brien Freshman out of Murrieta, California Made his first ever touchdown Reception at college A few weeks ago Against Morningside Gets the first down here to the 39 yard line 18.9 seconds to go Didn't have to use the timeout there either. They spot the ball at the 39 on the left hash. Snap to Torgerson, four-man pressure. Stepping up, throwing over the middle, passes incomplete. Good coverage on the play from De'Ron Jones, 5'9", junior out of Kansas City. Blanketed the Jimmy intended receiver. That was Madian again. So it's now 2nd and 10 and just 13.6 seconds to go. Jamestown with one timeout. Torgerson with cage to his right. Gets the snap. Looking to throw. Stepping up, scrambling left. He's going to take off. Angle out of bounds inside the 35. Chased out with 7.5 seconds to go. We're going to mark it at the 33 yard line.
4: Brings up third and short. Third and. Garrett Mitchell
9: just subbed in for the Jimmies. You got seven and a half seconds to work with. You could take another short gain or so, and then take your final timeouts. And depending on how much trust you have in Isaac Miles, maybe kick a long one. But more likely than not, you're going to just try and pass one into the end zone. Let's see what they do here. Third and four at the 33. Snap. Torgerson looking to throw. Going to air one out. Deep left sideline, and that one's out of bounds. Incomplete. He was looking the way of Garrett Mitchell. But Mitchell never had a chance, and now with 2.3 seconds to go, this will be the last play of the opening half, barring a penalty. And Coach Mistro is going to take his final timeout. I think even on a regular day... <laughs> You're not going to send the kick unit out, but especially on this day where the wind is blowing at about 30 miles per hour.
4: You're
9: going to give Kay Torgerson a chance to heave one into the end zone, see if he can't complete something at the end of the half.
4: 6 nothing.
9: Hastings the lead. Broncos with a couple of field goals of their own after... They had a pair of long drives stall out. That'll be the last play of the half. Three receivers line up to the right. Wide right. Giles in the slot. Bowie and then... That's also Stevie Justice on the field. Snap to Torgerson. Looking to go deep. Airing it out into the end zone. It's intercepted. And running around in the end zone and just taking a knee, that's De'Ron Jones. So the interception doesn't mean a whole lot other than giving Torgerson an INT in the stat book. But really that goes down as pretty much an incompletion, and that's the half. So we have played 30 minutes from Raleigh-Greenough Field at Taylor Stadium. It is Hastings College six. And the University of Jamestown, nothing. We'll go to break. We will take a three-minute break, come back with an interview with UJ Athletic Director Sean Johnson talking about the renovations moving forward here at Taylor Stadium. Once again, Broncos 6, Jimmy's nothing. We'll be back in three minutes. You're listening to Jimmy's Football in Jamestown 107.1 FM and online at NewsDakota.com.
3: And that's very much like a family when you work here. What I love most about my job is getting to know the different individuals and families and being able to see that I make a positive impact in their lives. I'm Susie Gregg, psychiatric nurse practitioner at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our
10: inspiration.
5: Comfort
7: food meets convenience with Bullseye's Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to BullseyeSportsBar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West Second across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Sportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye As family, thanks you for your continued support.
4: The halftime show is brought to you by the Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for health care since 1963 at 1021 West 14th Street
9: in Hastings. Change, I would say going on on the campus of the University of Jamestown today, the last game of the season being played at Taylor Stadium because, well, we go into renovation stages. So the uh, last three home games got shifted around. Two of them will be played at the community bowl in bismarck and then one will be played down in iowa just uh, flip-flopping your home and home with Done. but we're now joined by uj athletic director sean johnson and sean, i mean this is just an exciting time right
12: it really is you know especially in the midst of a pandemic to be able to do what we're doing you know it's just a real credit to the community coming together for this project it's also an, an incredible tip of the hat to you know our donors and sponsors and you know, for people to commit to a project like this in the midst of where we're at is really says something incredible about our community and about the University of Jamestown.
9: I think some much-needed good news as well.
12: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting. Uh, last night of basketball, you know, it was a nice win over Valley City State. I had a good chance to visit with the uh, supervisor officials in basketball for the North Star Athletic Association and, and some of the officials, too. And, you know, one thing that they mentioned, that, and we're just grateful that we're getting to play. You know, there's so many schools Aren't, that aren't getting to play i visited with two guys that you know live in the minot area in minot state they're just they're not able to do anything except practice and yeah. we're just so fortunate quite frankly to be in an association like the nei and a conference like the Pack, where certainly there's been bumps in the road and things we've had to deal with but students are getting to do the thing they love to do and that's compete and that's part of the co-curricular experience of being at the university of jamestown and it's so important to everything that we do so we're I'm just so grateful to our student athletes and our coaches that have put the time and effort and hard work in that they already normally do, and then this on top of it—it's really impressive.
9: You already mentioned the, you know, the um, cooperation with the high school going in on this joint project, and yesterday it became very evident that that was a big deal. FCCU was talking at the uh, luncheon over on campus, and you know, they said at first like, "Well, we're not sure if we're ready to uh, commit all this money." But then the high school jumped on. You got this, this this joint you know, work going on. How important was it to get the high school and the university both involved?
12: It was absolutely critical, and certainly we thank Rob Lecht, superintendent of schools, and uh, Jim Rolson, athletic director at the high school, for them partnering with us to make this. Again, it's a community project. It's certainly on our campus. It's in our footprint. But this is a community project, and not just for football and track, but you look at the summer track programs we've had over the years, at Taylor Stadium, I think that's going to be even bigger and better. And so we're just grateful for the partnership. And we had done a lot of that in the past. It was probably behind the scenes. People didn't realize the high school many times would come over if one of their fields was a little muddy and used there. If, if they had uh, things going on at the high school, they were double booked on events. They'd come over and practice or or play a game. In her. So we've done a lot of those things behind the scenes. Uh, educationally, too, we've done a lot of things like that as well. And then I think what happened yesterday with FCCU's million dollar commitment really spoke to the fact that how important it was a community project. And we can't thank, you know, Steve Schmitz, who's the president, uh, Sean Rinkenberger, who's CFO, and Nick Schauer, who's the, the VP for the Jamestown location from, from FCCU for making, you know, again, in the midst of what we're going through, yeah. to make a commitment like that and, and from a local businesses too. It really means a lot to us, and we're just so thankful to First Community Credit Union.
9: The support that you know FCCU and a ton of other donors have, have given you guys, that's going to mean a lot. I mean, this, this project started back in, well, I guess officially started back in. It was July, June, one of those mm-hmm. two, yeah. And you guys have raised, what, over $9 million already? Over $9 million, yeah. and again, if you go back to that
12: community aspect of the project, yeah. Dr. Joe Ida Hansen who gave the lead gift in this project, Her parents owned the Jamestown Sun, you know, entrenched in this community. Uh, Joada didn't actually go to school here, but she grew up here, and she knows the importance of it. And I think the fact that this, again, was not just a University of Jamestown project. This was a community project that was going to impact youth throughout the community. That was really important to Joada, who's on our board of trustees, and, again, for her to step up and make that kind of donation. And much like Harold Newman Arena, she's going to honor her parents and their legacy much like Carrie Ness and her family honored their dad, Harold Newman Arena. I just think it's really special.
9: Oh, very. No, I I think that's that's awesome. So now, after the conclusion of today's game, I mean, it, it literally starts right away. You can go down to the field. You can grab a shovel. I'm talking to you, the listeners, right now. You can grab a shovel. You can go down. You can dig up the field, get a piece of turf, go lay it in your backyard. I mean, you guys start right now.
12: Right now, that's correct. I mean, we've, the construction trailer is on campus. The bulldozers and the excavators will be here this week. And so, well, and, and the key is we've got to get going on the excavation part of it because, as we know, uh, winter's coming uh-huh, and I the sure ground do. will be frozen. So we need to get a lot of that excavation work done. And to kind of give you an idea of how far back we're excavating, if you, if you can visualize, of course, if you've been to Taylor Stadium, you know where the press box is. Well, the back of the press box, that's where the grandstand's going to start. That's how far back we're going. And why are we doing that? Well, we've really got to expand the oval of our track. You know, When we built that track back in the day, great facility, but it's very long and narrow, very tight turns. And we want to get it in a more traditional college track configuration. So it will be a bit more oval. We're adding another lane. We'll have nine lanes instead of eight. It's just going to be an incredible facility. And, and Dr. Polly Peterson, our president, she's referenced this many times. Uh, talked about how Jamestown used to be Track Town in the state of North Dakota. Of course, Dr. Peterson ran track here, so she remembers that not only as a high school student, but, but as a collegiate student, uh, student athlete here at uh, at the time Jamestown College, now the University of Jamestown. So that's it's really going. The great thing is, is we'll still have the bowl. You know, the setting is unparalleled in my mind. But now we're going to be able to partner that with a a top flight facility, top right. flight infrastructure. It's going to make it, in my mind, I think the best outdoor football facility in the state of North Dakota.
8: And,
9: you know, this this project hasn't gone off without its without its hiccups. Um, you know, yesterday during the luncheon, Brent Mosier was talking about bleachers. You had, uh, had to redo the design because of some bleachers. What happened there?
12: So originally we were going to move the home side back to the west side of the facility. And, and longtime Jimmy fans will remember the west side was the home side for many, many years. So we were going to move it to the west side, kind of tying to campus a little bit more. But when we uh, we started working with our architect, JLG, and our uh, construction managers, J.E. Dunn, they went in and they started looking. They realized that the east side really was not savable in terms of the current grandstand. So it was going to save us a lot of money by going back to the east side, where the home stands are now, and putting all that on the east side. And really, in many ways, I think it's very fortuitous because, it gives us our parking lot, which we already have right there. Yeah, we already have our entrance right there. You know, there were going to be some challenges with putting on the west side. People have to walk all the way around, which again, not the end of the world. But now it's going to be so much easier. I think from a construction standpoint, a fan access standpoint. So it really worked out well. No, it wasn't the original plan, but I still think it's going to end up being the best plan.
9: Good stuff. Well, hey, we can't we can't wait to to see the progress and. Uh, I'm sure everybody on campus, they can't wait for the the completion. By the way, is there a completion date right now on it?
12: Well, in August, because we plan on playing a home game either at the very end of August or the beginning of September, and you mentioned uh, flipping games with Northwestern, so that will actually give us six home games next year, Mm -hmm. which I think is really exciting. The fact that we have a new facility, we're going to have six football games there next fall, I think is really exciting, and again, the, the track aspect you know, Alcastle relays, building that back to what it used to be, having last chance meets there, you know, having the high school have their relays there. I just think it's going to – it not only does a lot for the University of Jamestown and Jamestown High School, but it does so much for our community because we're going to be bringing more people and more events into the community, which generates more revenue.
9: Absolutely. John, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck on the project. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Go Jimmies. University of Jamestown Athletic Director
8: Sean Johnson on the program.
9: ...that took up a lot of time and and, and went uh, a lot of yards as well. Hastings with just six points to show, though, has ended up having 14 first downs in that opening half, 90 rushing yards on 28 attempts, and they went 9 of 13 through the air for 134 yards. Uh, That was the passing stats for Hastings quarterback, John Zamora. He was responsible for all 134 yards, 9 of 13 through the air. Rushing, it was the Tyree Neesmith show, 17 carries, 66 yards. Very just efficient, steady, solid first half for Neesmith. Brett Simonson had six carries for 15 yards, and then Zamora had nine yards on five carries. Receiving, it was the Sam Marsh show, four catches for 64 yards. And then it was Quixote Steinhaus, two catches, 34 yards. Bretton Bell had a single reception for 20 yards. And then Quentin uh, Sinek, he had 12 yards on one catch. Tyree Neesmith also had a catch for four yards. On the Jamestown side, the... He's collected eight first downs in that opening half. They struggled on third down though. They went 0 of 4, and they were just 1 of 3 on fourth down. Rushing the ball was a struggle as well. 11 carries, 18 yards. And through the air, 6 of 16 for 74 yards. Kate Torgerson, he went 6-15 for 74 yards and then threw that interception at the end of the first half. There was a second interception thrown by the kicker, Isaac Miles, on a fake. So two IMTs for the Hastings defense. Running the ball, Kate Torgerson ended the first half as the leading rusher. Five carries, just 12 yards. Frankie Ingraldi, he had four carries for seven yards. And then Jaden McCombs, a couple carries for a negative one yardage. Receiving, leading receiver yardage-wise was Javon Bowie. He had a catch for 28 yards. Sydney Luna-Long, the only Jimmy with multiple receptions in that first half, he had two catches for 18 yards. And then Giles, Justice, and O'Brien all had one catch for right around 10 yards in that opening half. So... Again, I said that at the end of the first half, but it's got to be a little frustrating for the Jimmies as they put together their best offensive production of the season last week. 27 points, over 300 yards through the air, three rushing touchdowns, and then you come into today and you're held scoreless through one half of play. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We will get you a, a look at the rest of the G Pack Saturday football schedule. After, we'll go three-minute break, and we'll come back after this. The dental
8: specialists... Are- Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Carney. Go to rutzheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. Comfort Food meets
7: convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to Bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West Second Across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. BullseyeSportsbar.com or Facebook that order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseyes family thanks you for your continued support.
6: Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research.
8: 1230-KHAS.
9: You
13: can't touch this.
14: can't touch this.
9: Let's take a trip around the rest of the Great Plains Athletic Conference on this Saturday afternoon, Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody have a big game in the G pack the top two teams as a matter of fact undefeated Morningside 5 and 0 against 5 and 1 Dort in second place right now in the G pack that game currently standing at a 14 to 10 lead for Morningside so Morningside looking to keep that undefeated record alive they lead Dort by four Northwestern all over Midland right now 22 to nothing Game close to halftime. And then the other game going on today Dakota Wesleyan and Briarcliff. Although I don't see a scoreboard update on that, so I wonder if it started. Well, they said it's supposed to start at 1 o'clock, but maybe just no live stats then. But that's the other game. Morningside and Doran, as I said, they're the top two teams right now in the G Pack. Northwestern is third, Concordia fourth, tied with Midland, and then Doan at sixth. Briarcliff and Hastings tied for seventh. Dakota Wesley in his eighth, and then rounding out the G-Pack, it is Jamestown at 0-4. The Jimmy's right in this game, though defense has stood tall a couple of times. Well, really, all three times inside the red zone, and they have given the Jimmy's offense a chance to at least stay with Hastings. As we are about ready for second half action later tonight on the campus, the Jimmy's volleyball team—they're in action. We will not be covering it on Jamestown 107.1 FM, but if you're in the Jamestown area, come on out and support the Jamestown volleyball team. Still undefeated, they're 13 and 0. As they take on Mount Marty tonight at 5 o'clock. Wear your costume. Come on out to Newman Arena. Men's basketball. They're 3-0 and right now. Women's basketball 1-0. We will be covering the women's basketball game this Monday night at home against Dickinson State. But right now, it's time for second half action. Here from Raleigh Green Field. Jamestown will be getting the ball. Moving left to right across your radio dial. Wearing the all-orange uniforms. And we are underway in half number two. Taken to the 10 by Julian. He circles around, gets up to the 15, and he gets dragged down there. Julian almost overran that kick, so the momentum was carrying him forward. He had to lunge back and make the catch almost over his shoulder. And it results in a pretty poor return out to the 15-yard line. So here come the Jimmy's offense. You know, you think that one big play, that one run from Cade Torgerson got erased on a holding call. Outside of that, the offense just didn't do a whole lot. All right, here we go. Hopefully, half number two has sucked something in store for the Jimmies. Handoff right side and dragged down in the backfield. Nice tackle getting in there to make the play. Titus Clay, again top 5 leading tackler in the G-pack. He comes up and makes the stop on Frankie Ingraldi, and it's second and 12. Second about 12 for the Jimmies. On half half minute into this second half and Jamestown already going backwards on the ground. That has been the story for most of this season. Trips receivers to the left, one split out to the right. Torgerson the snap, looking to throw, coming to the near sideline. Back shoulder throw incomplete. Through the hands of Bowie. He had him. And now it's third and 12. Pretty good throw by Torgerson. I mean, that's exactly where you got to put it. Back shoulder. Decent coverage by the back Terrell, but Bowie's just got to make that play. If you're calling a back shoulder throw like that, everything was executed well. Just got to make the catch. Six seconds on the play clock. It's third and 12. Snap to Torgerson. Facing a four-man pressure thrown over the middle. Incomplete. No penalty to the surprise of some up here. Marcus Giles coming out over the middle. Looks like he got ripped away from behind. And Jamestown goes three and out to begin this half. Looks like a lot of contact there, but the nothing called, unfortunately, for the Jimmies. They lose two yards. They punt it away. So, uh, bad start for the Jimmies on offense to begin this drive and to begin this half. As Miles gets his punt away, it bounces at the Jamestown 43 and takes a Jimmy's roll all the way inside the 40-yard line to about the 38. So Isaac Miles, a pretty good punt there. Got some help on the ground, but he'll take it any way he can get it. So Hastings, they come out for their first drive just a minute and a second into this half. Pretty much blink and eye, and Jamestown was already off the field. First and ten for the Hastings College Broncos, up six to nothing with 13:59 to go in the opening quarter. High snap, handoff, going up the middle. It's Smith as he stumbles and navigates his way to the 44-yard line. Give him five on the carry. Neesmith has got 71 yards on the ground as of now. Then he sets up a second and five. 13.36 to go in the third quarter. Three receivers set. Zamora and Neesmith. The quarterback and running back give to Neesmith. Up the way. He's got a first down into Jamestown territory and tripped up at the 44. Straight up the middle. Jordan Olson makes the tackle, but not before. First down yardage and then some was picked up. Ball spotted on the right hash. Two runs to Smith. And Morningside has moved the ball. 16, 17 yards already. Two receivers to each side. Zamora gets the snap. Four-man pressure. He's going to throw. Clean pocket. Now it's collapsing and Zamora just throws it out of bounds. Good coverage downfield. Zamora was looking the way of... Kiloti a Stenhouse. Again, good coverage all over the field. and Zamora, I thought he actually could have dropped it off to his running back Neesmith, but instead he just decided to fire one out of bounds and set up second and ten. Again, two receivers each side, this time in the backfield. Simonson, he takes the handoff and buries his way inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. So they'll spot it in the middle of the field. At the 39, they'll give him six, setting up third and four. Simonson's been fairly quiet today after leading the team in rushing last week. He's at 21 yards this week. Third down. Snap to Zamora. Another gives Simonson. He's met in the backfield and stopped at the 40. Rest of the Cavalry shows up, and it's going to be fourth down after the loss. Boy, waiting for him as soon as the handoff was given. It was Levi Scribner. And Brooks Canfield also in on the tackle. And punting away Morningside. First time today. And the Broncos will boot this one deep. And a good stand by the defense once again. Jason Bockley punting it away again and roll right, looks like a fake and now he punts, it was a low liner and it was boy that thing traveled probably six yards in the air and it's touched up at the 41 yard line looked like they were going with a fake then Buckley started to punt and that thing barely clipped his foot shot one forward (laughs) and one of the upmen one of the linemen really hit him in the leg and he fell on it at the 41 yard line my goodness! Yeah, someone, someone up here just pointed out it traveled one yard. Well, that was just an awkward play. They looked like they were going for it. Buckley Bo- uh, didn't like it and punted at the last second, and it goes one yard, and that's one yard. And now first and ten for Jamestown. Throw over the middle, incomplete. They were looking for Steven Justice, who has been quiet today. Coming off a 100 yard game last week. Justice has just one catch for 10 yards. And it's second and 10. Looks like McCombs in the backfield. Jaden McCombs. As a snap to Torgerson. Looking to throw. The lefty lobs went over the middle. Nobody home. Actually, he was coming to the near side and slapping his hands together. Wide receiver, Javon Bowie. I I think he was the intended target, but either he ran the wrong route or Torgerson threw it to the wrong spot. Either way, it's incomplete, and it's third and ten. Five plays so far in this half of the Jimmy's offense, and they have lost two yards. Ball spotted on the left hash at the 41-yard line. 11.28 to go, third quarter. Hastings, six. UJ, nothing. Two receivers to each side. Snap to Torgerson. He's looking to throw. Torgerson hops and throws over the middle, and it's through the fingertips of the outstretched Steve Justice, and it's incomplete. Throw Throws a little off the mark. Justice had to stretch back and add it on the fingertips. Couldn't haul it in. It's incomplete, and it's fourth and ten. Back-to-back drives to begin the half The Jimmy's go three and out. Miles will boot this one away. Gets the snap, facing pressure. This one is a low liner. Somehow misses everybody running down the field, and it will roll to the 29-yard line, and it's grabbed there. Miles somehow got that one away. Gets dapped up by the head coach, Brian Mister. I think that was probably just a, hey, well done, young man. They didn't even get that kick away. So Hastings now, they'll have a first and ten at their own 29-yard line. Defensive struggle to begin this quarter. 11-11 to play, third quarter, 6-0, Hastings the lead. Ball spotted at their own 29-yard line. Two receivers left, one to the right. Snap, give, handoff right side, Simonson. Outside, the number's 35, and he's pushed out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Now Simonson's starting to get some more run here in this third quarter. Olson pushes him out of bounds. Give him eight on the play. And Brett Simonson, the sophomore, will stay in the game. Off the right hip of Johnny Zamora. Who gets the snap? Looking to throw. Looking left side. Quick throw. Marsh has got it and dropped it. Incomplete. Marsh had it at the 45-yard line, but it was broken up. Decent coverage on the play. Justin Six, the 6-foot freshman, breaks up the play. Six of Junior, excuse me, out of Steele. Nearby Steele. I'm just kind of assuming if he was from Steele, probably played at Kidder County. The uh, Wolves, by the way, Kidder County in action today. Round two of the nine man playoff bracket here in North Dakota. Third and two for Hastings. Low snap, give up the middle. Simonson looking for first down yardage. I don't think he got it. Maybe got a yard in the play, and the Jimmies hold him to one. And it's fourth and one. A couple guys in on the tackle. Aaron Mack, they're going to give the tackle, to Sophomore linebacker came up and made the play. It looks like Hastings is going to keep the offense on the field. They're at their own 38-yard line. It is fourth and one. Play clock at 17 as... The Broncos get the play. Zamora in the gun, two receivers to each side. Simonson, the tailback. Fourth and one. They give it to him. No, instead, Zamora's going to keep it. Off the right side, he's got a first down as he's chopped down at the 44 45 yard line. And Zamora on the QB keeper gives Hastings enough for the first down. Hastings now one of two on fourth down conversions today. That would have been a big stop for the Jimmys. Could have had great field position by far. It would have been the best field position Of the day. Instead, first and 10 for Hastings at their own 45 yard line. Zamora's going to pass on first down, setting up a screen. It's caught by Simonson into Jamestown territory. Down to the 40 35, and he rumbles to the 31. Ball came out at the end. They're going to say, they're saying he was down. At the 30-yard line, referee, he did not make a call until he got to about the middle of the field, finally started pointing down, said, yep, he was down. That was a very late call, as I said. Jordan Olson, by the way, he looked a little shaken up. He's going to jog off to the bench, and now the refs meeting. We'll see what they come up with here.
13: And for a downfield player on a pass, a scrimmage. Offense number 79 versus...
9: Well, in all that excitement, there was a penalty lying along the near sideline. They get another ineligible man downfield. I think that's the second time they get it on seventy-nine. Justin Heine. A senior out of Waco, Nebraska. Yeah, he's been called for that same penalty twice now. Legal man downfield. It negates a huge pickup. Instead, it's a loss of five, and it's first and 15. The snap to the quarterback, Zamora. He scrambles left looking to throw, and he overshot his receiver. He had a wide open man at the 50. He was looking for Stenhouse and just lobbed it into the bench area. And it's incomplete. It's now second and 15. Yeah, that was just a misfire from Zamora. There was a wide open pocket for Stenhouse. He just kind of camped out around midfield. They will take that, though. It's second and 15 now for Hastings College. One receiver to each side. Tailback back is Neesmith. Long snap. Now they finally get it to him. Zamora looking to throw right side. Diving attempt from Marsh, and he could not come up with it incomplete. Good attempt from Sam Marsh. Diving outside the numbers right along the sideline. Couldn't haul it in, and it's third and 15. Hastings has been thriving in these third downs. Even third and longs have been pretty dang good. They're 9 of 13 on third downs. Hastings up 6 to nothing. Third quarter, 8 minutes, 50 seconds to go. Three receivers left, one to the right. Neesmith, the tail back to the right of Zamora, who's going to pass. Pressure's coming his way. Dropped off to Neesmith, makes the catch up to midfield. He bursts his way into Jamestown territory, breaks the tackle, and Neesmith is gone, and a flag comes in along the near sideline. We'll check out what that is about. As of right now, it is a 60-yard passing touchdown to Tyree Neesmith. But again, a penalty along the near sideline. We'll look at what that is. Boy, wouldn't that be...
13: Uh,
9: Well, it's a sideline warning. Yeah, the referee along the near sideline, he was the one who dropped it. It was right in front of the Jimmy's sideline and away from the play. And it was a sideline warning. So the touchdown stands. It's a 60-yard score. Extra point coming up. And the extra point is good. 8.36 to go, third quarter. Hastings has built their lead up to two possessions. It's now 13-0. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Jimmy's Football on Jamestown 107.1.
4: 12:30 KHAS.
9: Well, the screen pass from Zamora to Lee Smith, and a long run for the senior running back makes it 13 to nothing. Eight and a half to go in the third quarter. So the Jimmy's still being shut out. Their offense has put together six plays for negative two yards in this half. And they now find themselves down two possessions. Now the kickoff for Hastings, number 14, Jason Bottle. Back deep to receive this kickoff once again is Julian and Giles. This time it's a shorter kickoff. Going to be taken by Giles at the 15. Stretches to the left. He gets at the 20. Cuts upfield, 25 along the hash marks. He's driven down at the 20. Uh, excuse me, 29-yard line.
4: Ball carried by number four, Marcus Giles. Tackled by and
9: Jamestown's five. got their third drive of the half coming up.
4: Myers.
9: Jimmys will begin
4: from the 30-yard line.
9: So, first and ten for UJ. Got to get something going, and preferably sooner rather than later. The defense has been holding for the most part today, but that screen pass was the one that finally broke the Jimmy's defense. Snap to Torgerson, handoff up the middle, it's Cage, as he falls forward to the 31, gain of 2.
4: Ball carried by number 22, Josiah Cage.
9: You no, know, Josiah Cage, he was listed as the starting running back, but in Graldy and McCombs they've really been the featured backs of this ball game if you're joining us late Tanner Mathern out this week young man had a serious injury where he had to go to the Fargo hospital as a quick out pass here on second down is caught at the 35 yard line nice pitch and catch to Garrett Mitchell Made a diving catch out of bounds. It'll be third and four. Cage going to be the running back once again. Wind howling out there. Again, it's it's about 30 miles per hour pretty much consistently all day long. Receiver stacked up to the right side. Loan to the left side is... Going that way in the throw over to Garrett Mitchell, broken up incomplete. They're looking to get back to Garrett Mitchell. Broken
5: up.
9: Kiyotty Stenhouse, who was in there, he broke up the reception. Stenhouse playing on, or excuse me, that's Jarius Stewart, who is number one on defense. Stewart, the cornerback, was the one who broke it up, and Jamestown goes three and out again. Three straight drives to begin the second half. Miles to punt, gets this one away. That's going to take a bounce at the 35 and roll inside the Hastings 30 to the all the way to the 24-yard line. So Miles getting another friendly bounce, and with 7:17 to go, Jamestown's defense tasked with. Holding on at this point, down 13. Offense has been showing very little life in the second half. And Hastings College will set up another drive at their own 24-yard line. First and 10, three receivers to the right, one lined up to the left. Running back to start this drive is Simonson. They give it to him. Stretching right side, gets to the 25, cuts up field, and he's past the 30 before being dragged down at the 32.
4: Ball carried by number eight, Brett Simonson.
9: Good patient run by Brett Simonson, letting that play develop. Planted his foot in the ground, accelerated up the field, and gets to the 32. Under seven minutes to play. Hastings with a two-possession lead. Two receivers on each side. They will give to Simons again. Straight up the field, he is cut down. And I think his progress, his momentum going to get him the first down. He was tripped up in the backfield but falling forward. And they will give it to him. John Sullivan, senior defensive captain, came up, made a nice tackle. The loss of physics, momentum just kind of carried the ball carrier forward and That'll be enough to move the chains. All up to the 34-yard line, first and ten for Hastings College. Another four-receiver set. Simonson, the tailback. This time, throwing the ball is Zamora. Pressure off the edge. Zamora gets it away and throws it wide, incomplete. And there's a penalty in the backfield. They may get rough in the passer.
4: Pass intended for number 15. Quinton signing. However, there is a flag on the field.
9: Penalty line back at the 28-yard line.
4: First Ruffing the passer. we
13: here on the quarterback. Defense, number 99. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down.
9: Now Paul Vandell calling for the roughing the passer. Calling it a low hit on the quarterback, and that'll be a fresh 15. And a first down up to the 49. Vandal was burning in on the quarterback, Zamora, nearly got to him and apparently hit him low. So it's now first and ten for Hastings, just uh, on this side of midfield. Give up the middle, Simonson now gets to the other side of midfield as he dives his way forward to the 48.
4: Ball carried by number eight Brett
9: Gain a three, second and seven. Brings up second down. 13-0. Hastings uh, the lead. Penalties have been pretty even on both sides. Five for Hastings, three for Jamestown. So a little more towards the Hastings side. Low snap looking to throw now on the rollout is Zamora. Pass is caught. Getting away and getting past the 40-yard line. Ball caught by number
8: and then number five.
9: nine. Let's see. That is number nine. A couple different nines listed on the uh, roster. Going to go with Griffin Roberts is the one who caught it. Injured player, one of the Hastings guys. Up front, it's Pat Hudson, six foot three red redshirt junior. He'll get walked off the field. By the way, a broken tackle led to that first down pickup. As Hastings has the ball down to the 40-yard line now. And that was Griffin Roberts, by the way, on that last reception. First and ten. Give handoff left side. Look how a lot of room here for Simonson, but he's cut down at the 45-yard line, coming up to make the tackle for the University of Jamestown. It was Jordan Olson.
4: Down number 25, Jeremy Watson. Good
9: to see Olson back in the game. Olson was. Uh, He left uh, the last drive with some sort of injury. A little slow to get up, but he's back on the field here. It's second and five at the 35. Snap looking to throw. Zamora rolling right. Still rolling. Still rolling. Throws, and it's broken up incomplete. Looking for a button hook. And now a penalty marker lying along the far sideline. And I think it's going to be another penalty of the 15-yard five, variety.
13: Ruffing the passer. Oh. number 40. yard penalty. Automatic first
9: So the second roughing the passer call of the drive. That's a free 30 yards on two roughing the passers. I didn't hear what number it was. But man, oh man. Those have been two costly penalties now and... The Broncos are all the way to the 20-yard line now. Mm -mm -mm. One receiver right. That is Marsh. One to the left. That's Stenhouse. And now Stenhouse motions back to right. Now back to left. They fake it to him, looking to throw Zamora. Going to the end zone. Passes. Caught. What an adjustment. Touchdown, Hastings. Ball caught by number 87. My goodness.
4: John Austin. Play results in
9: a touchdown. John Austin. Freshman from St. Joseph, Missouri. He got tied, or he got twisted around. Made an adjustment mid-air and somehow hauled that one in. And it's now 19 to nothing. Extra point coming up. What a catch for Austin. Bakley on for the extra point to make it 20 nothing. Snap is good. Spot is down, and the kick flies through the uprights. It's good. 20 to nothing. Hastings College, the lead.
8: We'll take a quick 30-second break. Be back right after this. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before. Cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. 1230 H A S.
9: Costly penalties and a tremendous reception from John Austin. And just like that, Hastings goes up 20 to nothing with 421 to go in the third quarter. 20-yard touchdown from Zamora to Austin. John Zamora now with a pair of touchdowns today. One to Nesmith, one to Austin. And now the score 20 to nothing. UJ's offense has done very little. Well, really in the entire game, but especially in this second half. Kickoff is going to sail into the end zone, and Jamestown will start at its own 25-yard line.
11: Jimmy's will start
9: from the 25-yard line. You almost get the feel that if Jamestown's got any kind of a shot here, they need to put some sort of a drive together. 6-0 at the break, and it's now up to 20 nothing. 0 couple of passing touchdowns. All spotted on the right hash here, first and ten. Two receivers to each side. As Torgerson awaits the snap, he gets the snap. Hand off to McCombs, who is cut down to the backfield. A loss of four right out of the gates. Rushing attack just has not been there today. Jaden, or excuse me, Frankie and Grawley that was. That was in Grawley, 35. Loses four yards, and he's got six carries for zero yards. Then you look at Cage, who's got one carry for two yards. McCombs has two carries for negative one yard. I mean, it has been tough sledding for these Jamestown running backs. Second and 14, Torgerson going to throw. Throwing towards the sideline. What a catch! One-handed stab! Marcus Giles makes a tremendous reception. And finally, a spark for this Jamestown offense. They spot the ball at the 45-yard line. And of 24. A great catch from Hastings' John Austin. And Marcus Giles said, well... I'll do you one better. Go with the one-handed stab. And it's now first and ten for UJ. Four receiver set. Hopefully that is the spark that is Jimmy's offense desperately needs. Torgerson gets the snap. Look out. Pressure off the end. He's lobbing one deep sideline. Incomplete. The cornerback Terrell battling with the receiver. Javon Bowie down the near sideline. And it's incomplete.
4: Carlo Terrell.
9: Ball looked like it zipped right by Bowie. Not sure if he even really saw it. It kind of zipped right by him. So, second and ten now. 3.15 to go. Turning into another busy day for Torgerson. He's 8 of 24. As he fakes the handoff, he'll keep it himself. He gets past the midfield. Bouncing outside. He's got a first down, and he's brought down at the 42. Now a little extra... uh, Extracurricular here, Torgerson, who has made uh, who made the tackle, or I should say, Titus Clay made the tackle on Torgerson. And Clay, he uh, he was not happy that Torgerson apparently apparently stood over him as he got up or something like that. Because Clay got up, he actually looked like he even shoved a referee. At least made contact with him. No penalty. and We do have an injured Jimmy as well along the near sideline. Can't tell who it is right now. He's being blocked by the guys in front of him. Or behind him rather. Well, with the injury. Injured Jimmy being intended to right now. We will take a quick 30-second break. 308 to go, third quarter. It's Hastings 20. UJ nothing. Back in 30. Oh, actually we're gonna keep it right here. Injured player got up right away. That's Bowie. He's going to be helped off. Walking very gingerly. Looks like that left leg is what is bothering him right now. So Bowie gets some help to the track, and we'll keep it right here. We've got a first and ten at the Hastings 42-yard line. Torgerson gets the snap. Dodges pressure, looking to throw, over the middle, pass broken up incomplete. I think the defender may have gotten there a half step early, but no penalty. De'Aaron Jones, who's got an INT today, breaks up the pass intended for Giles. And it's going to be second and ten. It was close, kind of a bang-bang play. I think you're okay with a call. You're okay with a no-call there. As Jones, the junior... On a Kansas City putting together a pretty good performance in that Hastings secondary. Second and ten, ball at the 42 with 249 to go. Snap, looking to throw Torgerson, airing it out. Left sideline, incomplete. Overshot, and that ball may have died in the wind. He was looking for Steven Justice, who I think had a step on the cornerback. If, If this isn't a terribly windy day, and if Torgerson makes a better throw there towards the sideline, you probably have a huge gain. Instead, third and 10. 2.42 to go now. 20 to nothing, our score. Hastings on top. Two receivers to each side. Torgerson in the gun, and Grawley to his left. And the snap goes over the shoulder of Torgerson. He's going to have to chase it down, and he does not fall on it. It's picked up by Hastings. And the Broncos will set up at the Jamestown 27-yard line on a miscommunication between the center and the quarterback. Steele Willis was the one who ended up falling on it. Torgerson had a chance, but he just couldn't corral it. Weston Stringer, the center. Freshman threw it right by the shoulder of Torgerson. And I'm not sure who either wasn't ready or was prematurely ready. I, I don't know what that was. Zamora now leads the Hastings offense onto the field. First and ten, he's looking to throw. Gets away from one pass rusher, takes a shot as he lets one go, and he gets rid of it out of bounds. Johnny Zamora running for his life back there.
4: Intended for number five, Bell.
9: Manuel Nojera, who's really having a good game, comes up and lays the hit on the QB Zamora. Forces the incompletion. It's now second and ten. So the fumble, the third turnover of the day for the Jimmy's offense. Although one was an interception at the end of the half, one was an interception on a fake field goal. And now you get a fumble here. Far side official blowing his whistle. I think he was saying the ball was spotted a yard back. And they'll move it forward. It's now second and ten at the 27-yard line. Three receivers set in the pistol. Neesmith, the running back, he'll get it. Off the left side, he's got a lot of grass in front of him. Gets inside the 20, and he's pushed out of bounds there. Ball carry by number seven. Pushed out by push out Jeremy Hottaw.
4: 25 Jeremy Hata.
9: It'll be third and a couple. Gain of eight for Neesmith. Continuing his strong, sturdy day. He's got over 90 yards right now. To be exact, he's at 93 on 20 carries. And it's third and two. Neesmith, the running back, off the left side. He'll get it. Straight up the field he goes. Breaks a tackle. He's got a first down as he falls backwards to the 10. That's enough to move the chains. Hastings now 11 of 15 on third downs. Pretty dang good clip. If you're converting at that high of a at that high of a rate, your chances they go significantly up in winning this game and right now the Broncos have a 20 nothing advantage with a buck 30 to go in the third quarter. Four receiver set, snap, quick throw. Left side looking for Marsh in the end zone. He leaps. He's got it. Touchdown, Hastings College. Great ball from Zamora and another strong catch this time for Marsh. Play results in a touchdown. And it's now 26-0, Hastings on top. Boy, that is a really good throw. John Zamora, his two... Touchdowns that he's actually had to air air him out to the end zone. He's made a couple of great passes. This one to Marsh. Extra point coming up. The extra point looked like he just tucked that one inside the left upright, and he did. And it's now 27-0. Three passing touchdowns in this half alone. And Hastings starting to run away with this, up 27. Quick 30-second break. We'll be back after this. KHS. This third quarter has been disastrous for the University of Jamestown. Last game at Raleigh Greeno Field this year, and it has taken a turn for the worse. You could deal with a six-point deficit, but now down 27. It is getting pretty bleak for this Jimmy's squad. Three passing touchdowns for John Zamora. 13 of 22 on the day when he's needed to, he has made some real good throws. Back deep to receive for the Jimmies is Julian and Giles. As this kick sails into the air, Julian lets it go through his hands, and he's going to take a knee. we will call it a touchback.
4: That's pretty close.
9: looked like Julian, when he caught it, he was almost at the one-yard line maybe, but... That'll be a touchback out to the 25 yard line. A fumble killed the last Jimmy's drive and led to another seven points for Hastings College. And the fumble was just a miscommunication between the center stringer and the QB Torgerson. First and 10. Snap to Torgerson, looking to throw left side. Now coming back to the right, he's going to have to run with it. He takes a shot as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Steal in on the tackle, steal Willis.
5: Now Willis along with number
9: ninety-three. Willis and
4: second down for Jimmys.
9: Now Willis and Gus Ducker—they were the ones that. Pincered in on the quarterback, Torgerson, and gave him a shot. It's a loss of one, second and 11. Torgerson gets the snap, handoff up the middle, breaking one tackle and stumbling past the 25 to the 26-yard line. That's going to end up being McCombs. Getting a couple of yards, third and nine.
4: Jaden
5: well carried
9: by number 30. So Jane McCombs with a two-yard pickup. It's to <laughs> tough to tell. McCombs and Ingraldi both. You know, Ingraldi's 35, McCombs 36. Both wearing the black long sleeves as it's third and nine. Snap to Torgerson. He looks to throw. Clean pocket at first. Now he's going to escape out left side, pointing out traffic. Lobbing went down the field, and the pass is incomplete. He was looking for Giles, who had to come back to it. Four. gave it a great effort but brings up fourth Alex Atherton made a good play to break that one up will be number
4: forty-nine,
9: Isaac and Giles had it in his hands but Atherton breaks it up and Jamestown punts again with two seconds to go in the third quarter. So this punt uh, will, uh, again, barring a penalty, be the last play of the third quarter as Giles gets this one away. And end kick, and it's bu- it's fumbled. And I think Jamestown fell on it. Well, they did at first, but a battle for the ball, and now it pops into the air, and Jamestown finally should have it. And they do. What a mad scramble for a fumble. <laughs> Took a couple of tries, but finally the Jimmy's fall on it. It was Dan uh, Damian Otero who comes away with the fumble recovery, and the third quarter comes to an end on a high note. 27-0, Hastings College the lead, and hopefully that high note is able to give the Jimmy's some traction and some momentum going into the fourth quarter. You're listening to Jimmy's Football on Jamestown, 107.1 FM, back in a minute.
2: The name Mary Landing Healthcare indicates that we are more than just a hospital, that we are in fact focused on the health of this community and it's about providing it with a little bit more of a family touch and a little bit more care inside of that healthcare component. You know I always say every hospital is as good as the medical staff that supports it and we're fortunate to have a fantastic medical staff who is absolutely engaged in what we're doing. It's important that the Hastings community understand that Mary Lanning is is a not-for-profit organization which means the decisions that govern our organization are made locally. What I want the Hastings community to understand is that our success, Mary Lanning's success, is dependent on their support, which means that you're going to get our best every time you step in the front door. My name is Eric Barber, and I'm the President and CEO of Mary Lanning Healthcare.
3: Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our
9: inspiration. 1230 KHAS. First play of the fourth quarter, Jamestown took a shot to the end zone for Mitchell. There was an offsides call, so it'll end up being a five-yard penalty, but could have been a whole lot more. Torgerson just overthrew his intended receiver. First and five up to the Morningside 28-yard line coming off that muffed punt. A sour wine with you as we head into the final frame. Jamestown trailing 27 to nothing. Torgerson in the backfield running back his cage on this first and five. Snap to Torgerson. He's looking to air it out this time. Right sideline incomplete. A lot of hand battling over there. No penalty called. Good coverage from Carlo Terrell who has been very busy today. Covering Ryan O'Brien on that last throw. Second and five. Carlo Terrell was called for a couple of pass interferences on the opening drive, and since then he's been pretty dang good. Physical coverage over there. Second and five at the 28. Carlos Julian is in the backfield now for the Jimmies and shifted out of the backfield. Snap to Torgerson. Airing it out. Deep left side. Looking for Mitchell incomplete. Throw was underthrown. They were looking for Mitchell. Jarius Stewart in coverage, the senior out of Fort Lauderdale. Some fans wanted a pass interference call, not gonna get it. I think what they saw was Stewart really never came back for the ball. I think it may have actually bounced off the top of his head, and it'll fall incomplete. So a couple of deep shots taken here by Torgerson in the Jamestown offense, looking for a quick strike, and it has not worked thus far. Third and five at the 28. Two receivers to each side. Julian lined up in the slot. On the left side, Torgerson, quarterback, draw, up the middle, he goes. He's got a first down. He's got a touchdown. Sneaks his way through the middle, and Jamestown is on the scoreboard with 14.33 to go
13: in the fourth quarter.
9: Quarterback draw works to perfection, 28-yard scramble for Torgerson. And Jamestown trails 27-6, extra point. Sneaks through. Good by Noah Vogo pole just had enough and kept it just inside that left upright. So Torgerson with Jamestown's fourth rushing touchdown of the season. Mathern had three last week prior to last week. The Jimmys did not have one. Mathern found the end zone three times last week, and now Torgerson from 28 yards out. Gets the Jimmies on the board. 1433 to go. Again, that play, uh, that touchdown. An end result from that fumbled punt. And we'll keep it right here as Jamestown will boot this one away right to left. Across your radio dial. It's still a three-possession game at this point, but at least you give the home fans something to cheer about. It's been a tough day for them so far, sitting out in the wind. I mean, thank goodness it's not one of those terribly North Dakota days. It's kind of sitting in the mid-40s around kickoff. Very wind. I mean, the winds, they were in the mid-40s. Sunny at first. The clouds have moved in. So, I mean, again, at the very least, you're not talking about a terribly freezing day as this kickoff sails right to the left and fair catch signal, I believe Joshua Joshua Urbanovsky I think was the one who not sure why he called a fair catch just felt like he had a lot of grass in front of him. Hmm. So there you go. It was a fair catch by a non-returner, so that's why the ball is not being moved out of the 25. It's at the 10. Interesting. So the fair catch... Not a good plan there as Zamora and the Hastings offense line up at their own 11-yard line, first and 10. Zamora will keep it himself off the right side of the line, breaking one tackle, breaking a second, and rumbling his way forward to a first down. Nice run by the QB, Johnny Zamora. Good decision to keep it. Pulled it out of the stomach of Simonson at the last second. And it's a gain of 12 out to the 23-yard line, first and 10. Brett Simonson again, the tailback off the right hip of Zamora. Simonson gets it this time. Straight up the field he goes, and he falls out to the 30-yard line and brought down there.
4: Ball carried by number 8, Brett
2: Simonson. Brought down
4: by
9: number 9. Gain of about 6, maybe 7. Zamora hurries the troops to the line. They'll give it to Simonson again, this time... Picking up just a yard as he's brought down around the ankles. Aaron Mack in on the tackle.
4: And now fans, it's time to get. give him a couple
9: yards out to the 32, so it's third and one. So the offense just mounted a scoring drive. The defense has a chance to get off on a third and one. By 13 minutes, 15 seconds to go. In the gun. Zamora, tail back to his right is Simonson. They'll give it to him. Up the field, he goes, and he's brought down. He did not get it. He barely got back to the line of scrimmage. Gain of nothing. Vincent Corral comes in to make the tackle. And it's going to be fourth and one. When Hastings keeping the offense on the field right now. They went for a fourth down earlier in the game at their own 38-yard line. Looks like, nope, now they're going to send the offense off. He's going to say they're going for it up 20, but now they'll bring the punt unit on. Mason Mochel on. They're down to two on the play clock. they got to get this off in a hurry. It just hit zero, and Hastings ended up calling a timeout. My head coach, Tony Harper, over there, he was upset about something, but I don't know, at the same time, he didn't send the punt you did on until about 15 seconds left on, on the play clock.
4: I don't
9: know, it seemed like it was just kind of slow developing all the way around, apparently. And
4: it'll
9: be fourth and one. And now with plenty of time, the punt unit re-emerges out of the field. Back deep to receive for the Jimmies. That'll be Marcus Giles. Vocal, high snap, pulls it down, gets it away. Line drive kick, bounces at the 41. Takes a Hastings roll to the 30, and it dies there. All right, so UJ looking for back-to-back scoring drives now. 20-yard touchdown run from Torgerson on the last drive. We'll see what they have lined up this time around. They start this drive at the 30-yard line. You know, the defense has given up 27. It got a little mucky there in the third quarter, but overall it's been a solid defensive performance. Just three drives in a row. Snap, give it to Giles, end around. And he's looking for room outside the edge, and he'll get wrestled down after gaining maybe just one. It's actually going to be a pass completion. It was shoveled forward to Giles, and now a flag flies after everything settles. Or maybe doesn't settle. We'll see what the penalty is. Justice is pointing towards the sideline, saying that it's against Hastings. It's going to be an unsportsmanlike or personal foul. Get the call here.
13: After a a conduct. Yeah. number 34. 15-yard penalty, automatic first out. First, penalty. I
9: believe they said 44, and then be Robert Hernandez. That's well, going to be a 15-yard penalty. Actually, you know what? I think they said 34 is what I heard up here. Either way, Torgerson going play action, looking to go deep, and nobody was there, incomplete. The receiver stopped out around the 40-yard line, and Torgerson just threw it to nobody after the receiver stopped his route. Also, looks like he got some contact there. Yeah, I think they ended up saying 34, Tucker schneider
4: Yeah,
9: I think 34 is the right call on that unsportsmanlike conduct. 11.42 to go in the ballgame, 27-7. Hastings on top. Torgerson gets the snap, four-man pressure, rifles one right side, incomplete. As it bounces off the hand of the intended receiver, Jeremy Williams. Williams.
4: This brings up third down.
9: And it's third and ten following that 15-yard penalty. A couple of incompletions. have ensued. Torgerson, not a great day through the air, just 10-of-thirty-two. And just over 100 yards with an INT. Third and ten. Torgerson, the snap. Pulls it out, and he's going to keep it himself past midfield. He's tripped up at the 46-yard line. Torgerson, any damage he has been inflicting on the defense, it's been coming on the ground. Thinks the handoff, keeps it himself. We'll have fourth and three, and the Jamies will go for it, no doubt. 11.14 11.14 to go. Jimmy's down 20. Receiver all alone on the left side is Stephen Justice. Three to the right. Snap to Torgerson. He's looking to throw, looking Justice's way. Now he's going to step up. He's going to run again. He's got another first down, and he's pushed out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Okay, so Torgerson gets another solid chunk of yardage on the ground. And that out of bounds at the 34 yard line, pushed out of bounds by Titus Clay. Another tackle for Clay, fourth leading tackler in the G Pack. It's now first and ten up to the 34. 10:40 to go in the ball game. Jamestown trailing by 20, looking for another scoring drive. Snap to Torgerson, looking to throw. Airing it out, incomplete. He was looking the way of Giles and Giles and the cornerback. I think they had some contact, and Giles really never got into his route, and the throw was high anyways. So it's second and ten. Grawley in the backfield, two receivers to each side. Torgerson's got 60 yards on the ground. He's got 103 through the air. Snap to Torgerson, looking to throw. Over the middle, it's dropped, incomplete. That one's not on Torgerson. He hit Justice right on the chest, but Justice put it on the deck, and it's incomplete, and it's now third and ten. It's just been a very tough day passing the ball. You thought it would be with the windy conditions that we are dealing with. Third and ten. Need to get it to the 24-yard line. Torgerson, the snap, steps up, looking to throw. Now he's going to have to try and run with it, and he's brought down to the backfield. Coming up to make the sack, it is Titus Clay again. Titus Clay brings up fourth down for the James. And it's now going to be fourth down. It's a loss of one in the play back to the 35. Three straight games now with a sack for Clay And Torgerson to the offense going to stay on the field. Might as well, trailing by 20 with 9.50 to go. Three receivers bunched up off the left side of the line. One receiver to the right. Snap to Torgerson. He's looking to the right side, and the pass is Incomplete. Once again, Carlo Terrell in pretty good coverage along the sideline. Breaks the pass up. They were looking to get it to Sydney Luna Long, who was looking for a penalty, but Luna Long is not going to get it. And it's a turnover on downs. And the Jamie's now 2 of 5 on fourth down conversions today. So Hastings takes over. Broncos got the ball thrown on the 35-yard line. as Tyree Neesmith back into the game. The running back will not get it on the first snap. Instead, it's Jesse Ulrich, who is the backup quarterback, now getting some snaps in this game. Sophomore standing at 5'10". Ulrich out of Ord, Nebraska. He gets brought down for a loss. Of two on his first play of the game, so a twenty-seven to seven lead for Hastings College, and that'll bring in the backup Jesse Ulrich. Ulrich has actually split you know, quite a bit of time with Zamora. As Ulrich gonna fake it here and actually give it up the middle with a burst of speed. Running back Tyree Neesmith is gonna take this to the house. Touchdown Hastings.
4: Ball carried by number seven. Tyreen. 67
9: yards. The
4: play is a touchdown.
9: Tyree Neesmith. That is his tenth rushing touchdown of the season. And it is gonna be the final nail in the coffin for the University of Jamestown. spot is down, kick is up, and the kick sails through the upright and make it 34-7. We will take a quick 30-second break. It's all Hastings College in this one.
8: 34-7 with 8.14 to go. Be back in 30 seconds. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year.
9: to go in the ballgame. 34-7. Hastings College on top. Broncos going to get their second win of the year. First since opening day, actually, of the 2020 football season. Jamestown going to drop to 0-5. Barring an epic comeback. (laughs) They would need 27 points in a row here to score this game. Low line drive kick is going to end up being picked up by Julian inside his 20, trying to make something out of nothing, and he gets it out to about the 21-22.
8: Ball carried
4: by number 30, Carlos Julian, brought down by a host of Broncos. Jimmys will begin from the 22-yard line. First
9: and 10 for UJ at the 22. Next week, the Jimmys will travel to Briarcliff. After this week, four four games to go at Briarcliff. Then you have the two home games, or well, what we're calling home games at Bismarck. Pass to Luna Long is dropped and picked up by one of the offensive linemen. Oh my goodness, Christian Martinez, <laughs> he's got a reception. The pass was. Looking like it was going to be incomplete. Luna Long couldn't haul, haul it in. And Martinez, the senior offensive lineman, <laughs> breaking out to the right side, trying to be a lead blocker, just ended up being a receiver. How about that? There you go, Christian. That's got to be his first collegiate catch, right? <laughs> Torgerson looking to throw. Torgerson coming off left side. And Torgerson will end up running out of bounds near the 30-yard line. Give him three on the play. Third and two.
4: (laughs) Brings up third down for the James.
9: How about that? Christian Martinez off Ricochet makes the catch. 734 to go. And Torgerson now in a third and two will fake the end around. Has it knocked out of his hands. It's a fumble. And it looks like Morningside may have fallen on it. A couple of Broncos seem to think they have, and there's the call. Steel Willis comes up with the fumble recovery. Second time tonight now that Willis has recovered a fumble. And boy, after some good news of Martinez making the catch, Jamestown coughs it up. Fourth turnover of the day. And with 7.23 to go, Morningside takes over at the UJ 25. And now, first and 10 for the Broncos as Jesse Ulrich, the backup QB, comes out, and he'll start this drive as well. Give it running left to Simonson. Cuts it up the field at the numbers and gets to about the 20-yard line. Actually looking at the numbers between these two quarterbacks on the year. Between the starter today, Zamora, and the backup, Ulrich. The numbers are dang near down the middle. Actually, probably give the edge to Ulrich. He's got four passing touchdowns coming into today. Where Zamora had just won. Both have played in four games. Get a timeout taken by the University of Jamestown. 6.52 to go in the ballgame. We will take a 30-second break. Be back after this.
8: Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street. Proud to support all area student-athletes. 1230 KHAS.
9: Coming off the U.J. timeout, second and four. Hastings College has the ball at the 19-yard line. Give up the middle. And stumbling and rumbling forward for a first down is Brett Simonson inside the 15-yard line. Ball number eight, Brett so we'll have coverage for you next uh, Saturday. U.J. going to Briarcliff. Again, I will not be on the call. Road games this year. We're just taking the, the radio feeds of the opposing team. We will have women's basketball coverage for you this Monday night. Jamestown welcomes in Dickinson State as the Jimmy Women look to go 2-0 and on the year. Jesse Ulrich, the quarterback, gets the snap. Takes it to Simonson, keeps himself off the left side, out the outside the numbers, gets inside the ten before being barreled down there.
13: Brought down by number
11: 52,
4: Manuel
9: Nahara. Manuel Nahara, another tackle for him, and love to see what his tackling numbers are at at this point. He has been all over the field. As Nahara, not even listed as a, a starter on the depth chart, he's been playing like one, no doubt. In a five to the nine yard line there. Second and five. Three receivers set once again. Simonson, the running back off the left hit of the backup Ulrich. Ulrich will keep it himself. Up the middle he goes. Taking a couple of shots. Ball came out. Jamestown says they got it. Nahar comes out of the pile pointing Jamestown's way. He is adamant that he thinks he's got it, or at least that the team has it. And they do. Late signal from the referee, but they got it. A fumble Fumbled. recovered. By number 94, recovered. And you can say Corral was the one who came up with it. Vincent Corral. Fumble recovery gives Jamestown the ball back at their own eight-yard line. And that was a shot taken. Jesse Ulrich got hit by two or three different jimmies and did not hang on to the ball. Second fumble lost by Hastings College. And now UJ has the ball at their own eight-yard line. First and ten. 5.05 to go As the Jimmy's Trail 34-7. Hand off up the middle. Nothing going there. Maybe a couple of yards on the play out to the ten-yard line. It's going to be Josiah Cage on that last handoff. 4.45 to go now. Cage again, he's listed as the starter on the depth chart, and that's just his second carry of the afternoon. Cage again in the backfield alongside the quarterback, Torgerson, on his left, now on the right side as he motions behind the QB. Snap to Torgerson, looks to throw, Going to drop it off right side. There's Cage who has the catch and a first down. 20 25 to the 30 yard line before being spun down there. By
11: number 22, Josiah
13: Cage.
4: Brought down
8: by number 32, Max Rumper. Max Rumper comes in and makes out. the tackle.
9: And Cage has a solid pickup out to the 32 yard line. 404 to go in the ballgame. Motion from right to left, that's Luna Long. He'll take it on an end around. Trying to get the edge, dodging his own blocker, and finally gets chopped down to the 35. He only gets three yards on the carry, but felt like he ran a lot more than that. Penalty marker comes in around the 30-yard line as well. And we'll see what the call is. Referee just pointed said holding on the offense. Trying to get that crowd mic. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get the crowd mic to actually pick up what the referee is saying, but so dang windy you can barely hear him. So moving back to the 21-yard line now, first and 20 for the Jimmies. Snap to Torgerson, four-man pressure, stepping up. Now he's going to take off with it, 25-30. Outside the numbers, 35, and he's chased out of bounds at the 36. Closest to him, at least closest to a tackle, Sivan Robertson. Sophomore linebacker from Houston chases Torgerson out. Get him out to the 37-yard line now. Another good run from Torgerson. As he's back to pass again, thrown to the left side, pass is caught. That's Justice. Gets to the 40-yard line, minimal gain of three.